Previously on Lonely Boys. I guess in addition to everything I have to do this week, I will spend your entire performance review tomorrow discussing your inability to finish your tasks in a timely fashion. I am going to storm off. Oh no. No, I can't tank my review. This internship is everything, and I've been working hard. Claire, who are you talking to, first of all? And uh, secondly, try to understand, Epperly's under a lot of pressure. Oh, please. I've celebrated more fashion weeks than birthdays. I know how it is. My mother's very high-strung. In fact, in the years between her marriages, you wouldn't believe. Wait a minute. How long since you think Epperly's had her strings plugged? Uh, it, excuse me? What the fuck do you mean by that? Are you talking about well, my, there's my no- pubes? <laughs> <laughs> get out well, of here, Epperly. <laughs> you, you stormed off. Don't get out of here. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, well, there's no shame in it. It just It's just what happens when you're married to your job. It's hard for a powerful woman to find the time. But maybe all I have to do to get Epperly off my back is to get on hers. Wait, to oh, get her on her. hers. Oh, wow. You know, oh, I, I, we, I we are turning this into what we want. <laughs> I support this. Yes, I support this. Um, but last time I checked the intern packet, I don't think Pimp Daddy was included in the description of duties. Am I right? But Pimp Daddy Cream is. <laughs> Just out of here, Everly. <laughs> Lock your door. Uh, well, it just so happens that Everly's perfect partner also owns the perfect hotel to host tonight's kickoff party. Ah, two birds, one bass. Are you wow. talking to yourself again, or should I, should I get out of here? <laughs> hey, Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 4, Episode 15 of Gossip Girl. It Girl Happened One Night. But I'm not here by myself. I'm here with someone who would never turn down a Valentine's Day date with Serena. It's Brendan Ruppel. That's true. Hello. I am, of course, your co-host of the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, to Lahota Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Creepatorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Cream, yes, cream. <laughs> almost forgot. I was, I was blanking out. Almost forgot. Uh, but I, I came to just in time at the end of your little, <laughs> your, your never-ending introduction yeah, you, to you yourself. But, but you know, you, you perk up as soon as you hear Doctor Officer Cream reporting for duty. That really, exactly. that really hypes you up. As I'm sure everyone does. Yeah. Um, and then we're not here by ourselves. The guest era continues here in Lonely Boys. Wow, <laughs> amazing. And uh, I thought it was finally over. We are. It's now we and we're kind of we're we're getting back to the the two time guest era. We had a lot of people mm. joining that that four timers club. Some even in the five, and then we had a lot of first timers. But now we're getting back to the to the two timers, the people that have been on a few seasons ago. And you're probably saying, "Where are they? They were so good. We want them to come back." Well, they're finally back. They're come, we had Haley last week, and now see this is when I start to lose track. I think this is now the eleventh member of the two timers oh club. God. And uh, you can ask me to recite them at the end of the episode. I'm sure I'll be able <laughs> yeah. to do it, but. Please welcome back to the podcast, Dom Harvey. Dom, how Hello. are you? Hello, I'm doing good. I would never two-time you guys. You guys are great. Uh, but it is it is truly an honor to be your It Girl for this episode. Yes, It Girl happened one night, and the It Girls are on this podcast. I guess so. Big, <laughs> <laughs> big episode about It Girls. We, they hadn't really thrown that term around a lot since like the first couple of seasons, but now they're like, just so you know, Serena's still the It Girl, and apparently Rain is an It Girl. What does it take to become an It Girl? Is that something that you can just give yourself? Does someone have to bestow that upon you? I guess you're just, you just have to I be really a person think- someone cares about. 
yes. And I think it's like having a nickname. If you call yourself an it girl, then by yeah, exactly. th that disqualifies you from being an it girl. It's someone who is an it girl through some mysterious process has to bestow that honor upon you. Mm. Yeah. Should we add this to I my intro working... somehow? The it girl of podcasting. The it girl of podcasting. <laughs> yes. If I was working somewhere and they told me I had to uh, write an article or, or do an article or whatever Blair's doing about an it girl, I'd be like, I, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't know where to go to find an it girl. I don't know. You look for a girl that like has hair covering her eyes, I guess. <laughs> yes, that that is the secret. So, uh, as I said, Dom, you are back to the podcast. You are you are now the two time because who could forget your first appearance where you famously gave Miss oh, Carr the yes. MVP for the episode? <laughs> Something that is still talked I, about to and, this day. And I do it again, Matt. <laughs> I, 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 I may do it again on this episode. You I'll, never know. I'll keep you on your toes. <laughs> I was gonna say, if only it girl Miss Carr was in this episode, we could get another get another MVP. Stay tuned. So I. Go on. I, I had to quickly walk back my uh, my endorsement of Rachel Carr after learning about her scandalous uh, misdeeds with a student. C come to learn doing my research for this episode. She's not the only one to be shacking yeah. up with students here. Like, what, what's going on? Yeah. And I was going to say, say, part of New York. stay tuned for Dom to give up Mr. Ben Donovan <laughs> a, 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 an MVP for this episode. Keep the streak alive. Um, Dom, how much how much Gossip Girl have have you been watching since the last time you were on, if any? I would say about 90 minutes. So I watched this episode to prepare for this and then I uh, was so distracted while watching it the first time that I had to watch it again. Uh, so I, I feel like this episode in particular, I'm qualified to talk about. The others, eh, not so much. So it's happy coincidence you had me in here for this one. Yeah, perfect. You just so happened to watch this episode twice. Thank God. Thank God you're, you're here for that for that one episode. Um, and uh, I don't know. Did, uh, did uh, any characters jump out? jump out to you in this episode or if you remember from the last episode you were i know miss Carr is gone so do you have a replacement for favorite character now <laughs> yeah it, it's tragic so i there's been some turnover there were some new faces on the block and then there of were course. also some people who i didn't remember that well and it's, it's very possible they were in that last episode that i watched uh, <laughs> but i really couldn't tell you what they got up to there um so uh humphrey aka dan i thought his name was humphrey <laughs> for the entire episode uh <laughs> maybe he was around in season two who, who can say not me he was the one hooking up with Miss Carr. Oh, well, he hadn't hooked up with Miss Carr yet when you when you were watching, but he would. He was the one that would go on to hook up with Miss Carr. Oh, okay. That's, that was the, that's what that episode was He's about. He's so much more manly and <laughs> hunky now. I, I'm learning yeah. so much lore when I come on the show. Yes, exactly. Thank <laughs> God. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Should, should we get into the episode, or Brendan? Do you have a Do you have an anecdote for your for everyone's favorite segment to start off the episode? Oh. Did anything weird happen to you in the last week? Yeah, you know what? I've been. Um, keeping tabs on this throughout my life now i think this is like a, a over a week ago now but i was at work leaving the premises because i was going to do deliveries and stuff mm -hmm, driving down the road you know <whistles> that's what i do uh and some lady walks out of her house in just like a big big shirt that covered her bottom half probably probably winnie, <laughs> winnie the pooing it and uh mm -hmm. i'm driving maybe 40 miles per hour past this woman's house and she just looks at me gives me an evil look and just gives me like the tisk tisk sign as I'm driving away. <laughs> and I don't know what I was doing, what wrong, doing wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> I had just gotten away from, I was like maybe two minutes from where I just started. And I was like, I, what could I be doing that's so awful that I got the, the tisk tisk from the Winnie the Pooh woman. Um, so yeah. was, I, I'm still wondering if there was something on my car or if uh, I was speeding, but I was, I was going the right speed. Are you, are you sure it wasn't a friendly tisk tisk like you would do with a cat if you saw one passing by? <laughs> it wasn't, no, that, that's a piss piss. And she and she and she did try to pet you, right? Well, as you were driving away, <laughs> she did. But she was like, she was kind of far away. I don't. But I, she, we made direct eye contact. 
That is that is interesting. That is weird. I'd be thinking about that too if I if I were yeah, you. Yeah. What, what is um, it? I, I I feel like I must have done something wrong. I I had a less interesting occurrence. This was also uh, over a week ago, and most of these things seem to happen at the place where I stop after I'm on the way home from my uh, my shift making pizzas at Adventureland. Mm-hmm. So I stop at the Seven Eleven to pick up some Diet Cokes, of course, and I, I'm wearing my Adventureland uniform because I'm coming back from Adventureland, and this is a Seven Eleven. So I mean. Obviously, there's going to be times, a lot of times, when people are in a 7-Eleven and they're drunk. Happens to a lot of places. I think 7-Eleven is probably the only place where uh, the people working at 7-Eleven are also drunk. Because mm, I feel like these yeah. cashiers were hammered when I was, <laughs> when I was working there. So I, 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 I get my Diet Cokes. The, the cashier that rings me up, she's, you know, she's having a good time. She's giggling at something. And the guy next to her looks at me and I guess saw my shirt. And he just points at me on my way out and he goes... As if he's announcing this to the store, he goes, this guy is Adventureland. <laughs> and as I'm walking out, not this guy works at Adventureland. No, you this are. Guy, You're all encompassing Adventureland. This guy is Adventureland. And I don't know, I know what I was, I didn't know if I was supposed to take a bow or. <laughs> like, I just said, okay, goodbye. And I, okay. I Seven Eleven. So, so not, not that interesting. It's no tisk tisk, of course. Uh, <laughs> Dom, has anything happened? And we didn't ask you to prepare for this segment, so feel free to say no. Has anything happened? Weird happened to you in the last week that you can't stop thinking about. I, I wish stuff like this would happen to me. Honestly, no, no one's going around <laughs> calling me Adventureland. <laughs> you, you, you should be so lucky. It's Adventure Man, Dom. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> All right, so that's everyone's favorite segment now that we have kind of shoehorned into this this show now. As if this show needed more segments, but let's let's get into the episode. As Russell Thorpe is prepared to take over Best Industries, Chuck makes one last attempt to save his father's company by throwing a Valentine's Day fundraiser and tries to cut Lily loose from his company and his life. Meanwhile, at W Magazine, a difficult assignment gives Blair the opportunity for a promotion. Elsewhere, Serena struggles with her feelings for Ben against her family's disapproval. What else is new there? Uh, the trivia for this episode <laughs> just says Valentine's Day episode. So thank wow, you to that. Very ex- and, <laughs> never would have realized. <laughs> and in upsetting news, uh, Jessica Zor, who plays Vanessa, is you may have been noticed has been absent for ep- for episodes eleven through fifteen. She unfortunately will be back next week. So our five episode. Break I think you're say that she will, was like no. she's off the show now. No, no, she was Officially. on a five episode okay. break for maybe she was suspended without pay for some for some reason. <laughs> for sucking ass. So bad. <laughs> The episode I mentioned uh, for this is It Girl Happened One Night, a very stupid episode title. But, Brendan, do you know what the episode title is referencing? I mean, if, if I'm right in thinking what it is, it is a really stupid <laughs> title. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's It Happened One Night. Brendan, this episode title is based off the movie, the 1934 movie, It Happened One Night. <laughs> Brendan, you are on a roll. Oh, baby. After, going, after starting 0 for 5, you are now over 500. You are 8 for 15. I just wanted to say, I'll, thank, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm really talented. But let me just read off the last few titles. and Just awful. Damien Darko. Yep. We have uh, Panic Roommate. And, and yep. now it, it Girl Happened. Like, they're so bad. This is this is bad this- oh, hold up was, was i meant to watch that movie to prepare for this because i can go do that right now if that was- <laughs> you were supposed to yeah. yeah real quick let's stop down actually let's all watch the movie as blair and dan do at, at the end not, not they don't want it to happen one night but they do watch uh, a movie uh, separately but at the same time so we're all gonna do that 
And uh, we'll be back after this break. And so, Brendan, you can actually insert the ad here. That'd be okay, a good excellent spot for that. No, yeah, I, I just yeah, want to bring are... this. <laughs> you put the ad in, and then you put the entire movie in here, so the <laughs> listeners as well at home can follow along. Really beef up the length of this podcast. No, I, I, just, I, I haven't mentioned gonna my. I'm going to have a stroke when he sees that. This is a five hour boy. <laughs> I haven't mentioned my gripes with the titles in a long time, so I just wanted to put that back in the bingo board. It's just like really, yes. really lately has been bothering me with the, these, these lazy slant puns. Yeah, Sam, if you're listening, the bingo board, please update for season four. Uh, Brendan, that means you're eight for your last ten with these episode titles. Wow. That's incredible. Can we, nope. can we relate that to a current baseball player? Who's on a, who's on a hot streak right now? I guess I'll, I'll uh, it's up there. Yeah, oh, there Ta- you go. Donnie just had like one of the best <laughs> months, months of all in baseball ever. So There we go. So. I think I mean I'm I don't the, know when this Otani is released. Probably Girl. in a couple of weeks, but you you are yeah you are the Otani of Gossip Girl, a real two way player. You both uh, <laughs> name the titles and then say a bunch of bullshit during the episode. That's right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Original air date February fourteenth, twenty eleven. Ch- an honest to god Valentine's Day episode actually airing on Valentine's Day. How about that? How about that? Uh, Gossip Girl's voiceover tells us that it's still cold out, which thank God, thank God we know. So we're not wondering why all these characters are wearing jackets like we were last week. Um, also, Valentine's Day is coming up. Serena is upset that Blair is leaving. Uh, she's upset that Blair is so busy that the only trace Serena gets of her is her smelling her perfume all the time when she leaves, which is romantic. And Blair apologizes, but she's trying to turn this internship at the W into a full-time job. And... Um, Serena thinks she's just avoiding thinking about tomorrow uh, because of the whole, uh, you know, she's still not with Chuck. He happens to be with Raina. But um, but Blair's like, no, that that's actually not what's happening. It was a fake thing, even though I told them last week that it was real. Uh, it's actually all just a ruse. They're not really together. And I thought this was a thing where a uh, new writer comes in and completely undoes what the last <laughs> right, week's right. writer does by, by saying that this was just a ruse. But it, it turns out to be more real than Blair is giving it credit for. Um, but Blair asks Serena, what about her and Ben? And Serena's like, oh, we're also sitting out Valentine's Day. We just started dating. It's too much pressure. Also, you know, people might look at us weird considering I'm, you know, 19 or 20 and this guy's 30. And also he was my teacher a few years <laughs> ago and uh, he just got out of prison mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, uh, statutorily raping me. But that's neither here nor there. We... <laughs> <laughs> Does that catch you so, up, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I tried catching up on the Gossip Girl fandom wiki, which, again, highly cursed place. Don't read the comments <laughs> over there. But the, the, so much happens in this show. It's like I, people yes. rave about succession or whatever, and you have like this entire business fast company subplot going on at the same time in which more happens in one episode than an entire season of succession. And then meanwhile, you have Blair and Serena having their... Uh, their weekly feud, makeup, whatever. There's, it's tough to follow, yeah. especially if yeah. you've only seen one episode before. I mean, you could argue that too much happens in one episode. <laughs> Moves too fast. <laughs> you could. And we have before. Yeah, yeah and I would say that uh, I've never seen Succession, but I think that uh, the whole show probably could have taken place in the, over the course of a couple episodes, so they could really trim some <laughs> trim some fat from, from, yeah. from that show. The so, Girl is almost like the reverse season nine of How Met Your Mother. Where, yeah, where everything... <laughs> every, they put they it... They cram a lot in. A season's worth of stuff in into uh, two episodes instead of taking two episodes and extending them out for an entire season. Yeah, pretty much. And so Blair asks Serena, what about her and Ben? And we just talked about that. Serena goes on to say that they're they're skipping. And so she's going to suggest, you know, celebrating Valentine's Day just with each other instead, just Serena and Blair, which normally would be a dream come true for Blair. Uh, Manny's macaroons and massages. But Blair's like, okay, yeah, I'll let you know. But, you know, if this does turn into... a job that I have to do, then you know you won't you won't care if I if I cancel plans with you. So, 
more on that later. But first yeah. we have to get to our Thorps in the elevator, Little Reyna and Big Russell. And <laughs> Reyna is very happy that Big Thorpe agreed to extend an olive branch to Lily. And he's like, more like uh, olive bread. <laughs> <laughs> Joke of the episode. <laughs> you know, it was a pretty joke light episode, so that yeah. might that might. That I think might it was. I like that so much just because I was like, "That sucked." What the fuck, Big Thorpe? <laughs> you suck it. I don't like you at all. You are a very boring, weird man. Hey, he has another solid episode. <laughs> he completely owns Chuck. Like he dismantles Chuck's entire life. So I don't like the way that guy um, talks. Yeah, well, he also doesn't trust the basses, and he tells Reina that. Uh, the Lily he knows doesn't have a maternal bone in her body, and that family to her is just about money and power. Now, remember the Thorps. They're all about family. That's the one yes. thing you need to know about them. And Big Thorpe doesn't know yet family. that Lily has a maternal bone in her body, but not for her own children. Anybody else's kids? Right. Loves. Right. Great mother. And we'll see that with Chuck today. She, yeah. loves, she loves Chuck. Oh, yeah. He calls him my son. I think she has one interaction with Serena, and then they, she, Serena just like rolls her eyes at her mom and leaves. And that's like the only thing that happens with Lily and her own kids. <laughs> she has no idea where Eric is in this episode. <laughs> she has no clue. <laughs> so Lily and Chuck Lily tells Chuck that uh, she hopes agreeing to this brunch convinces him that she's on his side and she warns Charles not to let his feelings for Raina get in the way of his better judgment and so Chuck assures her he's not banking on Raina's symp- sympathy and uh, the Thorps are going to walk in for breakfast this is uh, this is what they've agreed to do mm, for an olive bread and breakfast the olive, the olive bread breakfast <laughs> um, everyone's favorite duo Dan and Ben are at the loft and Dan asks Ben how the job search is going, and Ben complains that having to check the felon box really limits his options. And to which I say, okay, so don't be weird with your students. Don't know what to tell you, guy. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, go uh, get uh, this catering job. Sounds good. I would, I would cater over teach. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why Teaching's I'm not being a cater waiter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will point say, to, Oh, go on, Tom. I, say, I will say it is uh, something of a jump scare seeing like a. A youthful Penn Badgley here for, for if your only experience is seeing him in you and then also seeing him in a previous episode of, of Gossip Girl, but forgetting about that. So you're basically <laughs> just seeing him from that. It's, uh, it's weird to see him just, just chilling in a, a New York last summer. Listen, we had some Joe Goldberg vibes in this episode. Uh, he, was, he was one uh, forward-facing cap away from just being the, the stalker that is just yeah. following Blair around in this episode, Chuck around this episode. He was in... Going room to room, just following people so, and watching Don, them. Don, when you saw him, were you screaming, Ben, watch out! <laughs> He's right there! <laughs> well, I, I was expecting him to just break into narrating the episode at any moment, but for some reason he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't uh, start narrating the episode. Ben Ben points out that uh, Dan is single and living with the guy who's seeing his ex. I don't know why he pointed that out. as like He loves to make flex. awkward comments these, like that. Yeah, these two are just awkward together. And so... And continues, says it's good that he and Serena agreed not to do anything for Valentine's Day because he can't afford to take her out anyway. And Sounds like he's Dan asking Dan gives... for money. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really would. Like, not for nothing, but I can't even afford to take her out the pool. <laughs> because Dan Dan gives the good advice uh, and tells him that she was always just happy to play pool and drink beer, which, honestly, she sounds perfect for Nate. Yeah. Or me. Nate, Nate is going to have another episode where he's just in the pool room. The <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Does he? Do you think yeah, he, he has, has a bed, meetings. or does he sleep on the pool table? I think he's sleeping on the pool yeah, table I think now. So too. He, <laughs> he thought it was a cool idea, probably. Uh, he's just like he's having meetings with his dad and with Chuck, like near the pool table. He doesn't leave the pool it's table side. A funny new, like weird trio. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And so Ben says he can't afford to even do that right now, and you know, not for nothing. Serena can more than afford. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> for them to go out. I don't know why. Uh, all, I don't know these why. men and their stupid pride. Just like, let the fucking yeah. girl, let's extremely rich girl pay for everything you do. I don't think she'll so care. I'm, 
I'm the man. I have to be the one that pays for the date. <laughs> and so Dan is going to continue to do way more than he should. And he tells Ben that he can make a call to his catering company to try and get Ben a job. Dan really converted to the uh, we yeah. owe Ben our life camp of thinking. You're overcorrecting here, Dan. And so and Dan tells Ben that uh, he thinks the company has a don't ask, don't tell policy when it comes to felons. And so and, uh, Ben returns the favor with some advice for Dan. He tells Dan to, to give the new Epperly his article, whoever she may be, because Dan is just now finding out that Epperly does not work for the W anymore. Right. Dan got Blair's job back uh, in, in a bigger way than he even realized. Yeah. And we cut to the, the new uh, you know, interim Epperly at the moment, who is Blair, and we find out that Stefano wants to start a new feature in the magazine. The feature is called Bright Young Thing, which is weird, I think. Bright Young Thing? <laughs> weird name for, for a feature. And also, they will follow an It Girl one night a month as she navigates the Manhattan social scene. Like, well, who's? I guess people do read this. They must. Um, I don't think I've ever read a magazine before. Not even highlights? No. Oh, no, no maybe I've read, like, Game Pro Magazine, actually. I take it back. What would you do when you went to the dentist? Uh, not a big dentist guy. <laughs> <laughs> As evidenced by your teeth. <laughs> exactly. My famous nickname. <laughs> your famous high school nickname, T. <laughs> um, well, what about not even like Disney Magazine or Nickelodeon Magazine as a youth? No, no, just just Game Pro. Sports Illustrated? Swimsuit nope. Edition? Uh, those are, I always saw those at uh, DeRosa's house because his dad had them pinned up all all uh like pretty much the entire walls were covered with sports illustrated in his office that's why you were friends with derosa yeah also famously uh you know i won't i won't say actually what we found in his dad's computer (laughs) (laughs) moving on yeah i think i was gonna say i think i know what you're thinking you know what i'm talking about Is it because you you don't want to sully the the, the good name of DeRosa's dad on the podcast? It, if it was on the on the Patreon, yeah, I would put it up there, but not on here. This is uh, in the free airwaves. Yeah, you got to give him a reason gotta to subscribe him. to the Patreon <laughs> to find out what DeRosa's dad was. <laughs> what he's into. You can probably guess, honestly, at this point. It's a, nor- it's a normal thing. So... First, it girl has to be special and needs to have Valentine's Day plans. Whoever it is making this speech, apparently her name is Donna. She asked Blair if she's friends with uh, Serena Vanderwoodson, which I'm obsessed with the way this girl pronounces her short A sounds. She's really uh, <laughs> Vanderwoodson magazine. She's she's really <laughs> going hard on the on the short A sounds. And Blair would rather them find a new it girl that they can break in themselves. And she suggests Raina Thorpe. So what could go wrong there? And this girl Donna answers with Raina Thorpe. Daughter of Russell. I like it. Keep going. Yes, thank you for catching <laughs> us up. People are also weird. <laughs> what? Everybody in this episode is so weird so far. Between yeah. those hard A's and the olive bread, and then later on we get more strange food talk by the Thorps. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the IMDb had a problem with some of the food talk coming up. We'll, we'll, a lot we'll of weird food talk. So uh, Blair thinks uh, this will be a huge get since since Raina tends to shy away from the public. And Donna tells Blair that if she can get Raina, then she can consider her trial period over. Uh-huh. I don't know who this girl is that we've never seen before that has so much power as to give Blair the job permanently, but uh, Blair says she'll have Raina by lunch. And this seems a little too easy so far. Yeah, it is strange because also like where Blair is sitting, it looks like Blair's the boss, not this woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand the hierarchy of the W magazine. Yeah, I'm not that interested. I just, all I know is that Blair's awesome and badass and she's gonna make it work all right good good to know yeah they're called serena right away 
and asks her how well she knows Raina Thorpe. And Serena's like, not at all. And so Blair's like, well, she's at your house right now, so go talk to her for me. Because, of course, uh, Blair has the state-of-the-art Gossip Girl tracker up, the <laughs> the tracking technology yeah. that Gossip Girl has, where she can just see where Raina Thorpe is for some reason. <laughs> it's very scary. Gossip Girl has too much power. Way too much power. I think she chipped all these people. She must have! So... Serena says, oh, you mean my house where my mother lives and we're still at war? Which I don't even remember what they're warring over. Probably something with stupid Ben. But Serena Serena asks Blair why she doesn't just talk to Raina herself. And Serena owes Blair a favor. And Blair's like, oh, she's not answering her phone. I can't leave the office. Which I don't know why Blair can't leave the office. She doesn't seem that busy. But she's like, it'll be better if it's just two it girls talking. So... Serena thinks this is just a convoluted way for Blair to keep an eye on Raina and Chuck on Valentine's Day. And I, I guess, did you think that's what this was about? Because Blair, Blair claims, she, claims she hasn't thought of that and hangs up. I, I think it partially is, but whenever Blair has a scheme, there's a couple motives involved. Uh, she's just trying to serve herself in multiple ways because she's a genius. Exactly. That's she what it really is. She can get the It Girl article done and she can keep an eye on Chuck. Right. Why not? And Serena's too stupid to understand this. <laughs> yes. Her mind doesn't understand the... the intricacies of no, Blair's no, plans. No. So, this is here. After the meal, Russell's very complimentary to Lily. He says, everything was great, especially the eggs. Uh, can't help but notice he didn't mention the waffles or chili, which I think Rufus also noticed, <laughs> because uh, he gets noticeably upset. He's just pouting on the couch. <laughs> love love that Rufus's job, yet again, this episode is to just sit around. Yeah, it's great. It really works really well for him. But <laughs> So, I don't remember what the conversation was exactly, but it, it sparked, I think, Lily to say... No, I think the Big Thorpe was like, here in America, we call it a frittata. And then everybody laughs. And I think <laughs> Lily's like, shut the fuck up, Big Thorpe. <laughs> That's what happened in my head, looking back on it. Yeah. No, yeah. Russell's really talking about the Spanish tortilla. It feels like they're getting weirdly sexual about it. And But I think just Lily he respond- was. Lily seemed like turned off yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. He's getting sexual. But Lily responds, in America, they call it a frittata. Okay, yeah. And again, Russell laughs as if Lily just said the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and... and the uh, the IMDb page says they had a problem with this. They said Lily says that a Spanish tortilla is known as a frittata in America. Frittatas are nothing like a tortilla. Frittatas <laughs> are fried wooden <laughs> eggs, cheese, and vegetables and meat. Tortillas are deep fried potatoes mixed with eggs and onions. The two taste nothing alike. Also, frittatas and Spanish tortillas are known by their respective names in the USA. Well, to be fair, that's what that's what Russell Thorpe is laughing at. It's so funny because <laughs> Lily made a good joke about <laughs> eggs being like tortillas. Like, oh, Lily, that's you're so funny. Eggs are not tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a hilarious joke. I'm gonna use that one. <laughs> oh, I can't help but notice we're having tortillas for, <laughs> for, for breakfast. breakfast. Here in America, we call these eggs. And you'd get a huge really, laugh out of me. You really like that one? This <laughs> makes it so bad. I don't. I don't know. Understand? Don't, that was like an AI scene. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if AIs were, were, were early, early AIs. Things. Way early AIs. Yeah. <laughs> Smarter Child was credited as the writer for this episode. <laughs> so Chuck and Raina think this may work after after hearing that hearty laugh. And Chuck goes in for the kill. He tells he tells Russ that it may be a mistake to keep the company under the Thorpe umbrella. He says that the best name has equity and he'd like a chance to prove that tonight. He is at least a landmark mansion outside the city. It's a destination, travel to get there, and the reservations are made before. He says Imagine you're at a club. Forget the year, the continent. You don't want the night to end. In this case, it doesn't have to. When the time is right, you drift upstairs to a private room. Spend the night for just a few hours. It's up to you. And it seems like Chuck's big idea is just 
Another club. Another party, yeah. <clears throat> this is all Chuck knows how to do. And, and I know we, we, we know Chuck really well at this point, and we understand this is how Chuck speaks, but in this particular monologue, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Big Thorpe was just like, well, can you say that again? I, can you speak up, please? You're really, really whispering. I don't. I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> You'll have to speak up, son. I can't, I can't hear a word you're saying. So, Russell asks, what makes Chuck think that people will show up? And Chuck says, uh, he just says, when and where, and people show up. No marketing needed. He's going to show that the Bass brand name has a quantifiable worth in exchange for Russell looking at his business plan, a plan that will keep Bass name as part of the company and keep Chuck involved. And... Again, uh, it's just the same idea that Chuck has every week. He's going to throw a party, and that's going to fix everything. <laughs> and <laughs> Lily seems like she approves of this. And again, Rufus truly just sitting there watching, probably thinking about more waffles. Yeah, I mean, he has no input for any of these uh, kind of conversations. He's pretty useless. And even he's apparently useless on the catering side too, because no one likes his his food anymore. Why is Rufus in this episode? Um, I guess for the parents. The, the parents Ruf- love Rufus. I don't know. Rufus and Nate both. They're, they have both been relegated as to characters who just stand around. Yeah, I, yeah. even Nate's dad was more important in this episode than Nate. I know. I, I, we should never be there. I, I like the idea that there's a segment of the audience who isn't that high on Gossip Girl but really loves Rufus, and so this is just fan service. Every episode, they oh, just there he feed is. them some Rufus Woo! content. <laughs> okay, yeah. happy. Rufus, Rufus. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a subsection of... of this audi- this podcast audience that loves Rufus after after the amount of T-shirts we've made for him. Yeah, that's true. For one of our least favorite characters, there's a lot of Rufus T-shirts out there on the website. A lot of Rufus merch. Which, you know what? So. Last week, I finally remembered to link the uh, the shop in the show notes. So, oh, so look out for that. I'll plug that again at the end of the episode. So. Russell agrees to put a pin in his current plan for 36 hours. If Chuck's thing succeeds, then they'll talk. And he shakes Chuck's hand and radios Chuck. He nailed it, and so. Chuck thinks he nailed it. Serena walks in. Dryly tells Lilia, I'm here to see Raina. And that's the only conversation that mother and all daughter have in this, this All season long, only interaction. <laughs> and so she tells Raina they haven't officially met, but their mutual friend Blair wants to talk to her and hands her the phone. As easy as that, Raina's going to take the call. And so Serena tell, explains to Chuck what's happening. And she's like, oh, yeah, Blair thought you wouldn't mind because, you know, things with Raina are, you know. And Chuck's like, what do I know? She's like, oh, no, you do have feelings for Raina, which... Seems like a le- like I don't know, yeah, I don't know how, she how got they're really reading that. between the lines here, but she is right because Chuck's like yes, very much. Uh, I have something extraordinary planned for her tonight, so this is going to be enough for Serena to be like I have to save Blair and ruin her article. Also, like you know, Chuck Bass, the guy with no feelings, seems to fall for a lot of women pretty hard lately. Now he does, yeah. yeah. I think Blair changed him. I guess so. Man softy. with no feelings. Yeah, big softy that Chuck. Well, that that was uh, season two Chuck when uh, he was having those, those yeah, big problems. Softy. <laughs> After Blair, he's a big softy. <laughs> Serena's on the phone. She's laughing at uh, how stressed out all the shoppers are on Madison. Even though we know damn well that if Ben wanted to celebrate Valentine's Day, Serena would be uh, would be killing people to get the perfect gift for him. Oh yeah, we know we know her. That's how she rolls. And she's she wishes so- she could. She tells Ben they're happy. She's happy they're sidestepping Valentine's Day. Uh, she's got a hot date with her Blu-ray player tonight. You guys remember Blu-ray players? Yes, I never had one. I think I think oh, the PS3 deal? was a Blu-ray player technically, though. What was the deal with Blu-ray players? Why are they supposed to be so much better? You never see, but I, I, you know, if you see a Blu-ray copy of something, you you just laugh at it. Yeah, it didn't last very long. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like if you go back and watch anything from the mid to late 2000s, it's always, find this on DVD and Blu-ray now. And Blu-ray, and yes. Right. <laughs> At least with the DVDs, you could find something that's maybe backwards compatible, even though that's like a relic of the past now too. What the hell am I meant to do with the Blu-ray? <laughs> the exactly. Yeah, no yeah. one has yeah, a Yeah, dedicated Blu-ray, Blu-ray is insane. But my, my 3D TV, that really never took off either. Oh, yeah. I never had one of those. I'm looking to see if this laptop has a CD... It it does not. I can't play CDs on this on this uh, laptop or DVDs. Um, That's a shame. Well, I guess I'll have to get a new computer. You gotta get a Blu-ray player. <laughs> that plays Blu-rays. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the guy? Asked by, what do you think Geek Squad would do to me if I if I asked? Uh, do you guys have any newer computers that have Blu-ray players? <laughs> Probably would what to do with me. So, um, so. And tells Serena all about this new job that he that he got, and Serena's like, "Oh, cool! What is it?" He's like, "It's nothing big." And she's like, "Oh my god, are you are you a tutor? Are you working for a publishing house? Are you doing research for a professor? You'd be so good at that!" And she immediately <laughs> makes Ben self conscious because he's just a stupid cater. He should have been like wearing his cater waiter uniform with a single tear tear rolling down his face. Instead, he's just like <laughs> staring at the cater waiter website. <laughs> like, no, I just work for Goodman and Sons, but. He lies, tells Serena that he's tutoring, and Serena's great advice is to just get one kid into an Ivy and business will be booming. <laughs> just invite one kid so, into your apartment and he'll be booming. I, yeah, I don't understand. Just, They're both stupid. Like, why does she immediately just give him three options that are like, oh, you're doing one of these things, obviously, right? And he could so easily just say, no, I'm an ex-con. I, I got a caterer job. <laughs> talk to Howie about how tough, how yeah. tough it is to find a job. I mean, he should talk to Russell Thorpe. He's just giving out he's giving out jobs to uh to ex cons oh, yeah. all over the place. Well, I I just this. Wait, who are you siding with more so, here? Who's who's more in the wrong for lying? Is it like Ben for lying or Serena for being an asshole? You can't make me side between Serena and Ben. <laughs> I have to. I think I think it's really stupid that Ben lies and then later when they like both find out, he's like on the high horse. He's like Serena. I think we've had enough of each other. Like yeah. Oh, okay, you're the one that lied. You to said her, you were staying sure. in, and now you're out. I mean, Serena made an honest mis- mistake, I-, I-, I guess. It was stupid of her to just assume that he got a, like, teaching job, but he probably should have just said, no, I'm a cater waiter. Like, yeah. Serena wouldn't have, like, laughed in his face. Yeah, and I think She'd it's easier like, for him to just say, tell the truth. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, who's trusting this guy to to, to tutor their kid? Like, I mean, yeah, tutor someone. The last person he tutored, he kidnapped across state lines and brought right. him to a bed and breakfast. I would think that would be the last <laughs> job that you were able to get. <laughs> Like, okay, no no going to bed and breakfast in Connecticut, though, Ben, right? <laughs> like, then, so, yeah, then it's not worth it for me to do the job. It's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> oh, well, if I can't go on one-on-one field trips with my students, then why am I even a teacher? <laughs> so Nate and his dad are talking to Chuck. They're having their meeting at the pool table, of course. And or, or Nate tells Chuck they need to talk, and Chuck replies, not now, Archibalds. And... Chuck lets Archibalds know all about his party tonight. He needs to be legendary. He needs to secure his place after the uh, the Bass Industries takeover. And so the captain tells Chuck that whatever Russell promised him is a lie. Uh, and Chuck is skeptical. D- did you believe Howie? Because Howie uh, no, no, is, has never been the best person. He turns out to be right, he, yeah, even he, though he, he also is. falls for Russell's trap. <laughs> right. But uh, no, he, he's fully on his son and Chuck's side in this episode. And... I think an episode or two ago, he was completely on the opposite side. So I, 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 was, I was surprised to see him telling the truth here. 
Yeah, he, he really just kind of decided one day to be like, this is stupid. I'm going to be on my son's side instead, yeah, of, right. instead of this guy. So Captain tells Chuck that uh, after they tried to get him fired, he realized they weren't completely wrong, which how convenient again. And so he had Russell take him off all things bass business. But this morning he was copying a report that he shouldn't have been. And uh, Nate, for some reason, takes over the conversation and tells Chuck that it was a breakdown of how Russell was going to break down the company for parts and who he's selling them to. <laughs> and Chuck's like, no, no, that's old news. I made a deal with Big Thorpe at brunch. And I was like, uh, yeah, the deal was just confirmed an hour ago, my guy. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, would Russell really be this sloppy as to accidentally let the captain see all this? And the answer is no. No, he would not be. <laughs> no. But, but he was. Well, he did it on purpose. Oh, okay. This is part of the... See, I, I think these this business subplots, there's too much going, like we said before, it's a succession plot, and I'm also not that interested in, in this part of it, so I really, I, I'm not paying too much attention to keep the through line going in my head. Like, oh, it, it, I'll, I'll it figure does, it out by the end. It, it, it is the, the lethal combination of both opaque and boring, which is <laughs> right. not, not a recipe for great TV, but maybe this is just why you and I would not succeed in business. We just don't have what it takes to, I think to scheme so. at this level. Yeah. Or we should go in business think, together. Oh. I don't know what we would sell. Irvy and Ruppel come into a, <laughs> I don't know what kind of store you're opening, but come into a or store sell, uh, sell Rufus t-shirts. You, you, can, you can join us, Matt. We can be a thruple. All right. Perfect. <laughs> the Ruppel thruple. There we go. As you've, uh, as you've coined before. It's true. So, all right. So, well, stay tuned for our Rufus t-shirt shop where the three of us will be co-owners. We're going to put, uh, get, put it next to the, uh, the Jersey Shore t-shirt shop. Isn't, that, a, isn't that how Mark Burnett got started, just selling uh, t-shirts on the sidewalk somewhere? So, you're on the same track as Mark Burnett is. Uh, I mean, I'd like to think we can deviate from that at some point if we want to, but <laughs> I'm just saying, it's an option. <laughs> Alright, I, I mean, I, I like it. I, I really think there's a lot of money in this. We're, and then we might uh, not have to do this podcast for much longer, since, uh, <laughs> as, as you know, we, we make most of our money from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is most of my, my, Look, my hey, income. Hey, when... When we invent Survivor in 15 years, the world is not going to know what, what hit it, let me tell you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I famously work my three jobs for fun, because this podcast could more than enough pay for, <laughs> right. pay for everything enough. I need to do. And so, uh, the captain's not done. He also dug around accounting, apparently, and he says that Bass Industries is more profitable kept whole. So why is Thorpe determined to slice it up? And so, Nate suggests, maybe this isn't a business decision, maybe it's personal. So they're going to figure out what, what that could be about. Meanwhile, uh, Serena and Reyna, Serena, S- Serena, I guess would be a nice uh, ship name for them. Yeah. Um, S- Serena Serena is poking around Reyna's personal life, and she's wondering why Reyna is so excited for her night with Chuck. And Reyna tells Serena that at first she was just in this for the sex, but now things are more serious. And she wants to get a dress for tonight that takes Chuck's breath away, and she needs Serena's help. Uh, I still can't tell how real this relationship is. Like, Chuck's going to tell us. He's like, no, this is real. I love her. Raina's going to tell her that it's more than about sex right now. But I I feel like you can never tell with Raina. It, I don't know. She was, she was very ready to just uh, no, stop. As soon as Chuck wasn't the big family man that she thought he was, uh, she was ready to cut ties with him. Yeah. It, it, now, now, that, now that she knows he's hot and dumb, I mean, who could resist, right? Everyone exactly. wants a himbo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Him, himbos are in. And so... Serena lets uh, lets Raina in on a little secret. They always keep the best stuff in the back. So luckily, Serena called ahead. So they're gonna they're gonna get some dresses. And Raina comes out in a uh, very sparkly dress. And Serena, <laughs> good description. Yeah, uh, Serena tells her she looks amazing. Stop the search. That's the dress. Uh, Serena's also marveling at a dress that she found. And 
And it suggests that Serena get that dress for tonight, but Serena big times her. She's like, actually, I already have plans. And Reyna's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess the best name isn't isn't that big if you're not even going to the big party tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he's exaggerating the value of his brand. And Serena's like, no, 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 I'm just in a new relationship. We're trying to keep things simple. Uh, you know how it is. And then Serena starts to question Reyna on why she's doing this thing with the W for some reason. And Reyna's like, listen, I usually say no to these things, but Blair S, uh, and so I want to do a favor for her. And you know, I knew I liked Reyna. That's a great answer. It is a great answer. And uh, this is where Serena butts in, and she shouldn't. <laughs> a big Serena personality trait here of meddling for no reason. And Reyna is just glad there's no weirdness between her and Blair. And for some unknown reason, <laughs> Serena is like, well, actually... Blair still has feelings for Chuck, so there might be some weirdness there. Why, why is Serena tattling on <laughs> I Blair? Like, when she said it out loud, I was like, wait a second. Did she just, did she just <laughs> say that? That's insane. And then she turned to the camera and went, did I do that? As is her new, <laughs> her new Put on the glasses. <laughs> yep. And she does a little freeze frame wink at the camera. And Serena tells uh, Raina that if Blair follows her around on Valentine's Day, she'll be hurt. And if Serena finds out that uh, Reyna told anyone about this, then Serena will be hurt. So Reyna is now planning on canceling this interview with the W. And Serena's just like, oh, Blair will understand. Why the fuck is she meddling like this? Like, if Reyna and Chuck are into each other, then just let Blair see it. Like, Serena's right. so annoying. Blair's not going to, like, die because she's... Like, yeah, she'll be upset as she is tonight when she sees yeah. it. But and she, she gets over it. She watches the movie with Dan. Like, Serena thinks that she's doing Blair a huge favor, too, by doing she this. She does. She's like, oh... Blair wants to spend Valentine's Day with me anyway, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just cancel cancel her interview. Which normally I would agree that Blair probably does just want to spend Valentine's Day with Serena, but like Serena, th this is not your place, right? And then Blair calls her out like fairly later on. It's like you're just jealous that I'm doing well in my field. Like, that's why you like sabotage my my work thing. She's like, no, I I'm I'm happy happy for you. I'm just stupid. No, I <laughs> I love that you have a job. I just I just knew that you were going to be heartbroken, so I needed to do that. Like, okay, fine. So. Uh, and then, like, she still has to do the assignment, either even when Raina cancels. It's not just like Raina <laughs> yeah. cancels. So, so bright, bright thing weekly or whatever the fuck this segment was called is is not going to happen anymore. Yeah, she's a, she's a moron. This this is a, an all time like senseless move by her. <laughs> so, Anne walks into Blair's office. He greets her with a Waldorf, and he is wearing the scarf of all scarves. the The confidence in which he walks in while wearing the scarf was incredible too. And I don't think it's uh, the kind of scarf that Blair enjoys. No, I'm surprised she didn't like choke him yeah. with that scarf. Oh, Dan asks where the new Epperly is, and Blair tells him he's looking at her. And so Dan Dan's like, "What did you do to her?" And she just <laughs> says she's in a better place, which <laughs> <laughs> is fun. And so uh, Dan is thrilled now that his own is a uh, is only connection to the to the writing world, I guess, is a stapler stealer, and. He tries to convince Blair to help him out by telling her that uh, he did kind of get this job for her. But Blair points out that, you know, only after he got her fired, which is also true. And so, I don't know. I mean, I guess she does answer this in a second. But I, I was like, why doesn't Dan just ask for a favor as a friend? Because, like, is he forgetting they are friends now? But Blair, Blair is quick to remind us uh, to, to say, we are not friends. E even though we saw a movie or five together, which I, I love. Last time it's, she said four thing. last time, now it's five. Exactly. I love the ongoing thing that Blair is keeping track of how many movies they've seen <laughs> yeah. together, and she also just can't not mention it, and she always goes one or five. <laughs> Next week it'll be just because we watched one or six movies together. Yeah. Like, Dan's going to be like, Blair, I know you're keeping track of how many movies we watch because you get the number right every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am so thrilled to see these two on screen together. Again. 
Like they're I mean, back. we were back. After we're back. they took an episode off from being friends last week, we, we were back in a big way this week. Thank God. Because I, like Dom, I said, don't Dom, care about you, the business stuff. This is what I need yes. from this show. Um, are you loving the new uh, Dan and Blair enemies turned into friends storyline? Uh, I, I didn't know it was new, but yeah, sure. I'm into it. This is what I mean. This is what's been keeping us going in the second half of season four. There hasn't been much to uh, to be excited about, but the Dan and Blair uh, ongoing potential friendship, and I don't know, maybe a little more. They were, there seemed to be some hints to it at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that's it's really been been keeping us going here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. We'll get why'd it more to the like, handholding. Why'd you have to say it like that? Because it, it's it's getting me going. Like you, you, know, said. you take a sip of Diet Coke, you expect Brendan to take the reins of the podcast, and instead he just, like, oh, yeah. runs, oh, yeah, into oh, the yeah. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my style of podcast. <laughs> I, I didn't know what you expected from Porn Boy, okay? Like when when, when, yeah, when someone tells they, you who they are, believe them, Matt. That's true. When Porn Boy 69420 grabs a microphone, I should be prepared for that. That's, you know, like, that is on I also have to. That's funny you mentioned that, because the past couple of weeks, whenever I log into Discord, it's been asking me to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> just recently i've had this for a few years now and it's been Discord has become me. smart enough to know that your like, name please, is please <laughs> please change it. you're you're making us look bad here at discord <laughs> <laughs> um so dan's like all right what if i just leave this article here but blair is not having it and uh dan threatens her that he's gonna get another internship in the field and get back into the ring with blair and blair's like get a job that's in your field like getting a bat mitzvah like getting a bat mitzvah girl a shirley temple incredible <laughs> As we've discussed, Shirley Temples really Love are the Shirley best. Temples. They rip. It really is uh, a great beverage for any for any bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, sweet sixteen. That that's that's what we're going to. Yeah, never been to a bar or a bot, but many sweet sixteens, and uh, I've been sucking some uh, some good Shirley Temples over at the house at the crematorium lately. Some sugar free ones. I uh, I went to Jen Cohen Jen Cohen's bat mitzvah in uh, when I was in seventh grade. Good time. Oh, thanks for the, the only bot mitzvah I've ever been been to. Yeah, I'll I'll call her out. Um, remember uh, Avril Lavigne's girlfriend, the song girlfriend. Avril Lavigne didn't have a girlfriend, but she had a song titled uh-huh. "Girlfriend" that was yeah. big at the you time. Avril Lavigne's girlfriend's bot mitzvah. Yes, and Avril Lavigne's girlfriend's bot mitzvah. Avril Lavigne had since died, of course, and so it was yes, her girlfriend yes. that was yes. masquerading as Avril Lavigne. And so, um, for whatever reason, Dan tells Blair that. Uh, Actually, he gave his cater waiter contact to Ben, and he's doing Martha Stewart's Valentine's Day party, which I, I can't believe Martha Stewart is trusting Ben with this. I, I would, I would not. I was amazed and we did not see Martha Stewart in this episode. I guess we, we didn't they, go to that. Like, I guess they'd go to Chuck's thing instead. But when they mention somebody, yeah, they, they, we usually go and see that person. Usually, when they mention someone, they deliver. Yeah, uh, it happened with Florence and the Machine last week. I hope we do see Martha Stewart at some point. Maybe it'll be. Finally, once uh, I, I don't know if 2011 if her and uh, Snoop Dogg are best friends yet, but I, I hope we see them as a duo <laughs> on the Gossip Girl at some point. All right, so be on the lookout for that. Hopefully, before the end of the show, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg make an appearance on the show as a duo. All right, is, is one of them Gossip Girl? You don't have to give it away. But, <laughs> but we... I will not say like Just I said, no. podcast, but uh, that is and it's on the table. Martha okay. Stewart and Snoop Dogg potentially could okay. be oh Gossip Girls new suspects. So, Blair gets a call from Raina in the middle of this and Raina cancels the piece with Blair says it was never a good idea and so Dan's like looks like you have time to read my article now and uh, Blair not not the happiest camper right now and Chuck is going to call Raina he's wondering if she knows why her father hates his 
And Chuck assumes it was a business deal gone bad, but maybe there's more to it. And Rain doesn't think so, because her father's too much of a businessman to hold a grudge. Which is another weird flex, and also incorrect, since he is currently holding a grudge against Chuck. And against not even, not even Bart, Bart's son, Chuck, who has nothing to do with what Bart did. <laughs> Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what right. She, what she's saying, like, completely contradicts herself, but whatever. And so, Raina asks what Lily said about this, and Chuck's like, what? Lily? And Raina's like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that uh, your stepmom and my dad used to date and... Yeah, didn't you hear that? the frittata yeah. banter? <laughs> so sexually charged. How hard he laughed at the word frittata for no reason? <laughs> and she said she left him for Chuck's... for. She left Russell for Chuck's father, which can't be true because we literally saw Lily get together with Chuck's father in mm. season one, and Russell was not in that season. I'm starting to wonder what each of Lily's ex-husband's signature dish is. Because <laughs> we got fr- the frittata. He's a frittata man, and then... Rufus the waffles, <laughs> Rufus the waffles and, chili. and chili. He's got two, at least. He's got two. What is Bart Bass's um, signature dish? We'll have uh, what was the... What, what was the other... Uh, uh, Klaus, Klaus, right? Klaus's oh, Klaus. dish was uh, cocaine, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I guess I guess That's it could be drugs, to. also. Yeah. So, looks like Lily's back to uh, her secret keeping ways. She did not tell Chuck about this at all. So, uh, Chuck not thrilled about that. Uh, Dan what, and what, Eric, what, what would she have time to be like, Chuck? Me and this guy used to bang. <laughs> hey, Chuck, come over here. You see come that here. guy? You see that guy? <laughs> I used to yeah, fall. Yeah, we used to get it on back. High five, buddy boy. <laughs> Yeah, I guess weird for a stepmom and stepson to be talking about that. But I guess Chuck is going to say that it was a conflict of interest that she should have brought up at some point because uh-huh. uh, they are doing business with him. Anna and Eric are at a food truck. Eric pays as a way of apologizing for his behavior last week, which, come on, Eric, your behavior was fine. Get the fuck out of here. You're a nice behaved young man. Exactly. And uh, Eric tells Dan that he hasn't heard from Damien, and uh, he's sure that after Dan tattled on him for drug dealing, the ambassador likely exiled him to a very cold country. And... In a very sloppy segue, Eric's like, speaking of people I haven't heard from, I also haven't heard from Jonathan. <laughs> I'm, Dan should have been like, oh, you were really just looking to get Jonathan into this conversation, weren't you? Because, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're speaking not of schnitzel, uh, Jonathan used to love the stuff. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> have you heard from Jonathan? <laughs> and Dan suggests doing something big for him to show him that he wants to see him, like inviting him to Chuck's event. And, ah, yes, no gesture more romantic than inviting someone to an event. If I were Jonathan, I'd be like, is this the only gesture you people know how to, <laughs> how to make? <laughs> Do something big and romantic. I thought he was going to, like, explain, like, a, a whole big thing. Like, and he's no, like, like, invite him to like a party. Where are you going to? <laughs> like, inviting him tonight. Oh, you mean, like, the same thing we did last week, and now he's not talking to me still? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... Eric says he's not going to the party tonight because he's delivering food to people too sick to cook. What is this volunteer work that Eric's doing? Like, it doesn't come up again. It's just, yeah. like, a random reason for Eric to be the only one not at the event tonight. <laughs> Although, this is insane for, like, just Valentine's Day. This is, like, a Christmas episode that makes sense. Thanksgiving makes sense. But Valentine's, <laughs> I, I guess it's just because it's February. People are sick during February, so he's delivering <laughs> meals to people. Yeah, you know the big food holiday of Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> Everyone has their heart-shaped turkeys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was confusing. And then at the end when he's talking to like this girl that I guess he was volunteering with, I was like, are we supposed to know who this girl is? They're like chatting like they're old friends. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, At least it's Eric just doing a nice thing, which kind of yeah, I, I could sure. buy, obviously. Yeah, so Anne tells Eric to invite Jonathan, uh, and he's getting very passionate. He's trying to inspire Eric to take a chance, and he's like, I should take my own advice. And when Eric asks who he wants to spend Valentine's Day with, Anne responds, Blair. And 
I feel like Dan yeah. waits a couple seconds before clarifying what he means by this. It was it was almost as if he was trying to feel out Eric's reaction to this. I think he's so. Like, like I want to spend Valentine's Day with Blair. Blair. He waits for a second. And he's like, but not like that. I need her help with something. And Eric does not ask with what. He doesn't, right. doesn't give a shit. He's like, okay, good luck. Yeah, that, that that still could be sexual. Like not with that, but I need her help with something. Like with what? Like go on. Getting, well, getting it up. <laughs> he's big soft and oh, okay. and Blair's the only. The only answer. <laughs> yeah, Eric should have asked with that follow-up question. Um, Blair comes over to Serena's. She needs a primer on how to do business with Chicago because Reyna won't recommit. And now, stupid Serena is like, oh, I didn't realize this profile was such a big deal. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have completely ruined it for her then, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think Blair needs to call her best friend a bitch more. <laughs> she should be. Uh, Blair's confused because Raina was so into it at first and needs to figure out what happened. And Serena's like, hey, how about we just do our original plan of spending the, the, the most romantic day of the year with each other? And so Blair is like, who gave you that expensive dress since Ben is a, a poor prison person? And Serena's like, oh, my mom just gave this to me. And, and I'm also, by the way, very Blair- glad that Blair never stops reminding Serena that her boyfriend was in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone has to. Someone has and- to. Serena just said, like, I'm not talking to my mom. But now she's like, my mom just gave me this expensive dress. So dumb. And so when, Ser- when Serena leaves, she forgets to take her little card with her. So Blair picks it up, and the card reads, you're Serena. Thanks for the advice. W would have been a mistake. Enjoy the dress. <laughs> An insane Serena. note. An absolutely, absolutely insane note. I love that this stupid card spells out literally everything <laughs> to Blair. Yeah. And again, Serena, like, you're stupid and don't do this kind of shit to people. But also, like, if you realize you're not a good liar, like, she's like, again... The girl version of Nate, just stop lying. You're really bad at it. Yeah. She's like flaunting the new dress, leaving the card behind. I, so almost as if Reyna was like trying to get Serena in trouble with this. Pretty much. because hey, she talks to, to Reyna and was like, "Yeah, don't worry, like your secret's safe with me." And then goes to write yeah. this note. So yeah, that is on Reyna. I didn't bit. say anything about writing your secret down. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck meets with Russell. Uh, he believes there may be a personal matter standing in the way of Bass Industries' survival. Uh, and Chuck just goes straight to the point. No bullshitting. He goes, I know Lily broke your heart. She broke my father's heart, too. I want to be clear. My loyalty is with the Bass name only. Even if Chuck was 100% correct in this, what a leap to make and just outright present this theory to Russell as if it's a fact. Yeah, I thought that was, that was interesting, too. And then I, I was waiting for Russell to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, Chuck? <laughs> like, I know you're only dismantling my father's company because you're upset about with my stepmommy. It must be it. And it, Russell's just like, all right, what you're saying is one thing, but actually delivering on it is another thing entirely. He's like, this this woman adopted you after your father died. She's literally your only family. And so Chuck shows Russ that he means business, makes a phone call to gather the board because Lily failed to mention a significant conflict of interest with Thorpe Enterprises, and it needs to be handled immediately. And right away, I thought, like, Chuck was pulling a ruse here. I was like, did Chuck even dial a number? Did he even wait for someone to answer? Who's to say he actually made a call? But... Thorpe looks very impressed. He says as much, and he tells Chuck to stay the course, and he sees no reason why Chuck and his legacy can't be taken care of after the deal goes through. Um, did you guys think that that Chuck was actually doing thing, or did you think that Chuck was pulling one over on Russ? No, he, he looks so desperate that I thought he was like, doing whatever he could to keep Lily out of this now. Do you, do you think that Russell was pulling one over on Chuck? No, I, I, I did not think that at all. Never, never once. Gotcha. I don't know, but uh, these these are, like we said before, these are kind of funny. These uh, these little scenes because it's just like, look how uh, awesome of a businessman Chuck is. Isn't this interesting? Like, no, it's it's really not. I don't I don't like watching these two men talk. 
<laughs> and then we're supposed to be thinking, like, look how good of a businessman uh, Russell Thorpe is. He's such a loser that he wants to ruin Chuck's career because uh, Chuck's stepmom broke his heart. <laughs> right. And, and then it, Chuck being a dick to his stepmom wins him over. Real loser energy here. Good, good thing yeah. Russell isn't actually this much of a loser, and he's actually getting one over on Chuck yet again. Thank God. So Blair has to cancel her date with Serena. Uh, Serena's upset, but Blair is needed at work. Uh, the masseuse is already on their way, and Serena tells Blair she has no idea how much she was looking forward to spending time with her. I feel like Serena's really trying to manipulate Blair here into spending time with her. Uh, and I seriously can't believe it's not working, that she's not canceling everything to be with Serena right now. I, Blair, Blair's really... This is how enchanted she's with Dan right now. She's not even Gross. thinking about Serena. Yeah. And Blair tells Serena to go to Chuck's because no one should be alone on Valentine's Day, and Chuck would want her there. And so Serena tells Blair... Uh, oh, I told Ben that I would be home tonight, but uh, he's tutoring tonight, so he won't care. And Blair's like, oh, he's tutoring? Are you sure about that? And Serena's like, don't make fun. Like, what was... <laughs> <laughs> like, even even the lie of what he's doing that's more impressive than cater waitering is enough <laughs> for Blair to make fun of. Yeah, anything that's not, like, a finance bro or, like, whatever, like a high-end job is embarrassing to, to Blair. Yeah, you, you should say you're doing something prestigious, like hosting events. It could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Is yeah, this, is this crazy though? Like, so so don't care. Serena told Ben that she'd stay in, but he, she doesn't. She can do whatever she yeah. wants. Like, like you said before, when <laughs> when Ben calls her out, like you said, you'd be home. Like, yeah, but I just had to walk out my fucking front door. Am I allowed to, am I allowed to do that? I had to tell you where I go every second of every day. It's insane. You said you'd be home today. We both agreed to do absolutely nothing. If on I'm this busy. Night. You must you must stay at home and wait. <laughs> so. Uh, Blair does not tell Serena what she knows about Ben, and <laughs> again, she's going to do what she does best and just scheme about it instead, and so she agrees to get ready for Chuck's party tonight, and we go to Rufus and Lily. Their date is also going to have to wait, because Lily's being accused of an ethics violation of her <laughs> Pathetic Rufus. Pathetic Rufus with a stupid tray. <laughs> Rufus, I- I'm so glad he is in this episode just for this it's pathetic scene. Uh, he tells Lily to stand up for herself. Don't let Thorpe get away with that. And Lily just, matter of fact, says it wasn't Thorpe. It was Charles. He had me removed from the board effective immediately. She's not freaking out about this at all. She's very calm about it. And she doesn't. She tells Rufus she doesn't know what kind of deal Chuck cut with Thorpe, but it is not the way to win. And Rufus has to put away all of his date stuff that he's out for Lily, <laughs> namely the flowers and the tray of food. And, and they're about to watch honestly, the thing say anything. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if Rufus just stands there holding all that stuff like a loser for the rest of the night, just waiting for Lily to come home. <laughs> right by the front door, <laughs> waiting yeah. for it to open. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blair bings, of course. We don't use Google in the show. We use Bing. She bings Goodman and Son Catering and finds the number and calls and pretends she's working for Chuck Bass and uh, tells Goodman and his son that she wants them to make sure that their new employee, Ben Donovan, is only working Chuck's event tonight. This is a thing that you can just call a catering company and, and order them to I guess so. make sure that, I guess. And you think Goodman and his son both answer the phone at the same time? <laughs> yes. Hello, it's Goodman, and I'm his son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they sing a duet. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> now, see, this is a scheme I can get behind. Blair getting Ben out of the picture. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is good. All for it. All for it. All for it. We are at the event of the week. It's Chuck's big party. There are... Wild animals in attendance? What kind of animals? I don't think I saw an animal. You didn't see... Okay, so in the, like, in the establishing scene of this, like, the shot that we're showing, like, oh, look how elegant is this, this is, there's a guy, and he's just, like, walking these... A- I don't know what kind of animals they were, but they were mammals, I believe, and... <laughs> I don't think I, I noticed them. I promise you, watch the beginning of this scene, and they're just random animals walking by. And ones you can't even name. 
ones that <laughs> maybe I just can't remember what they were, but they were not. <laughs> were they dogs? I maybe I was going crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I I I did wake up at five thirty this morning to finish the episode. <laughs> okay. I could have been going. Please insane. tell us what animal <laughs> this was in the scene. Yeah, in chime in in the comments, please. So, uh, it was twenty five hundred bucks ahead. The place is packed. Russell's very impressed with Chuck. Uh, Raina tells him that no one's going to forget tonight, even though it looks like a normal ass party. This is like every week. Party. It's the same shit. <laughs> I will not be able to tell you the name of this party next week. Nor can I tell you the name of it tonight. Did it have a name? Or was it just called the Valentine's Day party? Wow, it might have been just like that. Yeah, I mean, we know any, anything in this world is not going to have a good uh, naming device or title yeah if the wild animals were to put on like a show and dance that would be that's un- different. unforgettable yeah so Blair arrives sees that ben is in fact working this party and she sees dan is here asks why and dan says i'm stalking you which he means as a joke but stalking is his specialty he's very good at it and she knows that too she does he asks her if she's read his article and blair says she doesn't need to because she knows what it's about a boy from brooklyn and an untouchable blonde which honestly pretty safe assumption because that is <laughs> the funny. only thing that dan has ever written about blair is the best at calling out anybody for any of their bullshit she's always always accurate he's very accurate and so blair tells dan uh, she can't stand behind one of his lame articles and it's like how do you know it's lame please just do the right thing help me out but blair is not interested uh she sees serena tells her crew to start rolling she needs some good stuff for the blog tonight and Serena's like, what What are you doing? And But she begrudgingly allows them to interview her, but only if it's brief. What What a What a big-name celebrity Serena is that she's like, all right, fine, but right, make fine. it brief. Yeah. <laughs> Although she, she better do this. She knows that she fucked this up for Blair in the first place, so don't be annoyed when she needs you. Literally. This is your fault, Serena. <laughs> right. And Lily arrives fine. to the party. Yeah. Russell tells her she looks beautiful, but Lily tells him to save it because she's here to talk to Charles. Save and, uh, it, she you frittata freak. <laughs> I brought the frittatas, Lily. <laughs> or as you would call them, Spanish tortillas. <laughs> the whole party just starts laughing. Unforgettable joke. Unforgettable night. Everyone laughs and he just says, unforgettable joke. I tell him I'm going to start. It's a good way to hype jokes. yourself up, yeah. I'm going to tell a joke. <laughs> unforgettable a joke. joke. Unforgettable night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the captain cock blocks Nate and uh, Nate calls him the worst wingman ever and Howie tells him he's just trying to be a good father he wants to talk to Thorpe and hand in his resignation and, uh, that, well you could have done that like they, in five minutes when I'm done talking to that girl dad <laughs> yeah right you, you had to tell this girl I was talking to you to take a hike just to tell me that you're quitting your job and, and meanwhile you dad are running around Central Park chasing after women <laughs> and I let you go do that <laughs> I like about this is that he tells Nate that they're bo- that he's going to hand in his resignation, and they both end the conversation by doing a little like exhale through their nose, which made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm handing in my resignation, and and tell me if this space One, picked up on the two, microphone. And three. Nate just goes, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, they're both just like <laughs> wistfully sighing at each other. The old Vanderbilt nostril sigh. <laughs> hey, Howie is not a, oh, a Vanderbilt. Oh, he's an Archibald. True. The Vanderbilts would never claim Howie. They would never. Them. They would never. No, no, no. So. Chuck and Raina, since since uh, she can't be in Venice, he wants to bring Venice to her. He opens the door. There's a very fancy date set up in one of the rooms. Raina is stunned, and Chuck tells her that when he cares about someone, he's not afraid this again, to show a, it. This again, another like, room we've definitely seen in the past on this show. <laughs> just repurposing just to, these rooms. Yeah. And so Dan sees Chuck and Raina kissing and just kind of watches <laughs> them for some reason before this the door really closes. Weird. I mean, this is Dom mentioned... And waits for Lily to come over, and he's just, they just yeah. both sit there and enjoy 
Yeah, Dom mentioned uh, you know you early on the show. I mean, this was some really creepy Joe Goldberg shit that Dan was doing here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that's I, I couldn't tell what he was trying to get out of this. Was he just like the the person that was there, the right place, the right time to tell Lily where Chuck was so she could find him? Is it like, oh, my friend Blair is going to be sad about this, so let me keep watching it. But I don't think he, he wasn't involved in like the Blair Chuck stuff. Or he just he just knows because he's best friends with Blair now. He knows that Blair would be well, broken up about this. Right. He doesn't he doesn't get involved because he's not Serena and a crazy person. Right. I mean, I guess he is crazy, but in other ways, but he I guess maybe clocks it and then at the episode end of the episode knows that Blair is going to be upset about this, so he mm-hmm. just wants to like be there for it. I don't. Maybe I'm giving the writers too much credit for. I that think you part. are because all, all we maybe get is they, just a creepy guy. <laughs> Watch, like, yeah, hoping the doors would close quickly enough. Maybe they just wanted him to be creepy and for him to be like, Lily, Lily, come here. Be creepy with me. Let's yeah, watch. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Lily, I would have been like, Dan, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but she just walks back. Like, been... He was in a place that no one else should be at this party, and I don't know why she went up there either, but I would have been like, <laughs> and how, um, long, how long have you been standing here watching them? <laughs> so, Serena's being interviewed. Uh, travel plans, shoe of the moment, all the essentials. She asked Blair if they're almost done. This which seems is like kind a horrible interview. We get it. Apparently, later it was like it came out really great, but it, it, this looks hard. She looks so In the disinterested. Of the interview, she goes, "She goes, are we almost done here?" <laughs> like it's so, she's so rude. And so Blair wants him to ask her who her Valentine is, and uh, Serena says she likes to keep her private life private. Which you know, since when? And, <laughs> Blair takes it upon herself to tell them that Serena does have a Valentine, Ben Donovan, and in fact he's standing at the bar right now, or make that behind it. And Blair really had no qualms about embarrassing Serena. Love her for it. Yep. Even though no one should be embarrassed that Ben is working as a cater waiter, it's it's perfect. And that's great. This is somehow Blair is always charming when she's scheming. In this particular case, I am on her side for the whole the whole bit of it. But even when I'm I shouldn't be on her side, I think she's just so funny in everything she does, and she could do no 100%. wrong in my eyes. Absolutely. So, remember the beginning of this podcast where you were Team Serena? You, you, you told me this would happen. I didn't fully believe you that early on, and uh, it happened very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are so far on the other side. Like, there's no <laughs> yes, coming back. No coming and back. So, Serena turns around and sees Ben while Blair tells her that it's okay for her to date below the line. And she marches right at the Ben, confronts him about how she thought she, he was tutoring, all while the camera guy is still recorded. Like, what kind of article is this going to be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It needs a lot of chopping up to to look normal. <laughs> so Ben tells Serena he wasn't tutoring. He just didn't know how to tell her. And to make things even more difficult, he Blair decides to mention on camera that before he was serving drinks, he was serving three years of hard time. In fact, he's been on parole for, what, a month? Like I, like you said, I don't even care that Blair is shaming him because someone has to. Someone has really got to. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Serena is getting to a point for me where... I dislike seeing her so much that I don't think she, she's not even that attractive to me anymore as a, as a, an actress because wow. I'm looking at Serena, the character. <laughs> wow. She's what a, losing what it. a moment of growth. She's, for you. she's getting closer and closer to Vanessa who would be um, a beautiful person if she wasn't Vanessa. Right. Some blonde on blonde violence here. <laughs> new, t- new title of the episode. <laughs> okay, great. So maybe, maybe we should start naming it. our episodes now for, for the podcast. I'm not telling you what episode yeah, it is. It, we just name our own. Blonde on blonde violence. It's a good one. All right. Uh, leave, leave it for a rainy day. And so Blair takes her camera crew, leaves the scene, and then Ben's like, I've had enough of you tonight. Like, why is Ben on a high horse? He's the one that lied. Like like we were saying earlier. I don't know. This is. I think he's just like an annoying, stupid person. 
Exactly. That That's always what it comes down to. Uh, Lily barges into Chuck's room. Uh, she asks Chuck why he had her fired. While Raina's sitting right on the bed and listening to the conversation. And then Chuck just matter-of-factly tells her that she should have told him about her relationship with Russell. Um, you know, Lily's secret keeping appears to be catching up to her again. Mm-hmm. And Lily asks Chuck why she didn't just ask her and that it has nothing to do with her at ba- her standing at Bass Industries, which is a solid point. Why not yeah. bring this yeah, to her instead of... Yeah, how long ago this was? dismissing her from the, from the company and Chuck tells Lily that perhaps it was clouding her judgment and then starts being cruel to her for no reason. He's yeah. like, we both know you're a socialite, not a businesswoman. You traded musicians for titans of industry, upgraded from a tour bus to a tor- corporate jet. I'm sorry, but I had to. Which, damn, Chuck's calling her a sellout. Yeah. And, and, and they also like, acted I, like she fell into this world. Meanwhile, yeah. like, he's a Nepo baby. like a huge. Nepo. Like, she's a Nepo wife, maybe, <laughs> but he's the same thing. Nepo wifey? He also, yeah, he also fell into this world. I know you're a truck boy, but were you getting pissed that he was calling out Lily like this? Oh, believe me. No, yeah, well, Lily trumps all. So, no, he, I, I was just as mad as Raina was. It's one thing to call her to get her off the board, but why is he being so needlessly cruel to her, and why is he doing it right in front of Raina? Like, yeah, you should he know that that's this not going to help. Does he think this is a good look? I think he just he just lost control. I mean, Spiraling. this was a wild idea for... I don't know how he thought he was going to come off looking good with this, and... It, what, it, felt, what was he going to think? Like, he like, tells Lily off, she walks off and turns around and is like... Ah, how was that, Raina? Pretty good. <laughs> I think it's gonna just oh, yes, turn it Chuck. to sex. I loved how I love how you just cursed out your mother. I love the way you talk to women. It's so charming. <laughs> so Lily tells him she's done nothing but try to save his company. Uh, she stepped in so Jack wouldn't take it away. And every day she's been fighting for Chuck's future. And she tells him if we had stuck together on this, we would have won. Uh, and again, Lily, super calm Lily, and just like t- tells him like straight up how it is. Like, all right, you're a yeah. fool. I'm not gonna get mad at you. And it's like just that's a uh, good parenting. Yeah, she really believes in her little son. Yeah. Not Eric, of course. Uh, no, no. Eric, she has no idea where Eric no, is. No, he's tonight, a drug addict. Uh, but her, yeah, her stepson, who she actually respects. She mm. really cares about him. So, Chuck coldly tells Lily that he won anyway, but Lily tells him that actually he lost. And, you know, got him with that one. And she's not talking about with Russell. And Chuck tells Lily that her adopting him was as much a business decision as this one. And I, I, does Chuck even believe what he's saying, or does he just feel like being an asshole? Yeah, I think he's just in one of his moods. But like, why? I, 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 Lily has proven time and time again that that she really just because really Lily about dated him. Russell. Yeah, I, I still don't know why, why it's such a big. Like, she says it too. She's like, that was like that has nothing to do with anything. Like, we there's nothing between us. I don't know where you got that from. Sure, we used to date, but I dated. Like, have you seen my list? It's a long, long list. <laughs> of course, Rufus I don't care has, about he, him. Hasn't, he hasn't memorized. <laughs> Dom, as a newer Gossip Girl stan, were you were you able to follow along with what was happening? Absolutely not. I, I just want them all to get along and to not sleep with each other's students. And I don't think that's too much to ask. You just want everyone to be Rufus handing a, a tray of flowers and food. Just everyone going on a happy Valentine's Day date tonight. Absolutely. So Rain has heard enough, tells Chuck to stop. And Chuck's like, where are you going? Didn't you love what I just did? How I just cursed out my mom? And she's like, I'm going anywhere but here. And Chuck tells... Uh, Lily that she almost cost him his company. She better not cost him Raina. Like, he's ready to blame Lily, of all people, for, like, everything that goes wrong in his life, which is a bummer because Lily's completely right that she's done nothing but support him. And uh, this is how he's repaying her, which... So good for Lily for standing yeah. up to Chuck. And Lily sees the bigger picture so, here and sees, like, you're going about this the entire wrong. Like, if you just listen to me, like, I am I am actually a good businesswoman. Like, you might not think that, but I, I understand how this business works, and I'll, I'll help you. And yeah. you, you don't believe and me? You're, like, you're, again, you're a stupid, like, 19-year-old kid. And I'm the yeah, queen, and I'm the queen of Manhattan. 
<laughs> exactly. So Willie walks out. Russell just happens to be standing behind them in the doorway. He walks in, and he, it's, I, I, I just love this like monologue where he's like, he tells Chuck he's a man of his word, and he's like, too bad, words are overrated. And he tells Chuck that uh, now that Lily's been ousted from the board, it's just you and me, and as much as I like you, I think I'll like dismantling Bass Industries a lot more. Now you have no company, no family, and from what I just saw, my daughter's lost her taste as well. Great party, by the way. Which, <laughs> damn, Russell just completely destroyed Chuck and pulled a huge one over on him. He does destroy him, but I I don't know why every time this guy speaks, it has to be this insane monologue. He just... He's, <laughs> It, it, I think it's too much for me to see him and Chuck interact because, like, they both speak like no they other human actually monologue. does. Yeah, that, so the two of them together is just too much Chuck in one. I like this one. He's pretty much he's like, listen, I said that my daughter loves honesty. Me, on the other hand, fuck you and fuck my word. <laughs> see ya, Bass Industries. <laughs> see ya. So, I mean, he just he recapped it for us, but he just got Chuck to turn on his own stepmom. Uh, he Chuck sold out everything, everything else, and lost everything just for his company. And now Russell's just going to immediately take that wake away from him. It's ruthless. Yeah, like Kendall Roy or whoever could never Big Thorpe just could put never. him in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Thorpe put Big Thorpe on the on the next season of Succession. Even though I know this the show's over, but wh- whatever, who cares? Who cares? So. Chuck tells Russell that uh, Raina's going to be pissed when she finds out what he's done, but Thorpe is not worried. Tells Chuck that he knows how much family means to Raina. So, like, he's saying, like, basically, I can do anything. I'm her family. She's always going to come back to me. And he's like, just as she now knows how little it means to Chuck. And again, he's owning him. And Big Russ walks out, and little Chuck is stunned. Yeah, Chuck, you fucked up again, buddy. Chuck? You fucked. You fucked up. I love up. So, Serena, Serena confronts Blair. She can't believe Blair ambushed her for a leg up at work. Like, where do you get off, Serena? Shut the fuck up. And... He asked Blair if her career is more important than their friendship. Like, Blair really should turn around and ask Serena if her weird relationship with her teacher is more important than their friendship. <laughs> she should. I don't know why she doesn't do that, honestly. She, she makes fun of it enough where she, I think Serena understands yeah. where Blair stands. Instead, she tells Serena, uh, Serena that uh, Serena doesn't care about Blair's career at all because she forced Raina to back out just so she wouldn't have to be alone on Valentine's Day. And, I mean, you can't blame Blair for making assumptions when Serena's, like, pulling a lily and pulling strings without telling anyone what she's up to. Yes, we're gonna learn from from mommy. Exactly, she learned from the best. She didn't learn well from the not best. Not well, but no. she, she did. She doesn't really fully yeah. get it yet. No. So, uh, Serena tells Blair she had a good reason, but Blair tells Serena that she's clearly just jealous that Blair's succeeding and she's uh, just hanging out with ex-cons. And he's like, "No, no, I couldn't be more proud of you. I was doing it to protect you from seeing Chuck and Raina together." But Blair once again says that Chuck is just using Raina and asks why no one believes her. So. Uh, Blair goes to get Chuck so he can tell her for himself, and she leaves to go do that, and we see that uh, Stalker Dan is up to his old tricks, but this time he's watching and following Blair. Yeah, he's he's just quietly walking through this entire party. <laughs> Very strange. Very strange. He, sh- he should have been the cater waiter so he could at least like blend in a little. Yeah, at least, at least get paid for this, for this talking. Yeah. So, we find Thorpey, and uh, Russ greets him with a, you're fired, and the captain's like... <laughs> What the fuck? Why? I mean, even though I was coming over here to quit anyway, but what the hell? And Orb says uh, he leaked a private document. It's exactly what he wanted him to do, but he can't have someone around that he can't trust. So, uh, Orb, evil genius all of a sudden. I guess not all of a sudden. He came in hot in his first episode, too. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, for for me, this was his first episode, and I have to say, delivered. Absolutely. Keen to see where he goes from here. Yeah, this is what he does. This is, he, he, uh, he's very good at making these plans, and they seem, they've been working for him so far, so... Um, I like the, the the scene ends with Nate coming over and asking, "What just happened?" I'm surprised <laughs> that a lot more scenes don't end this way. <laughs> or start. <Girl? laughs> huh? 
Oh, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Claire is looking for Chuck, and she's in a room. She's in the room with with all the candles. Um, She's she's like in a daze. She's like, what the fuck is this place? And Dan finds her, and and, uh, Dan tells her that Chuck built it for Reyna, and Blair is still convinced that Chuck is just dedicated to this game. She's in a lot of denial. She's like, wow, he's really going all out. And Again, uh, they hear I, Chuck. I, he he built it for Reina. This is just a room, <laughs> another room in this hotel. <laughs> he built this room with his bare hands just for Reina. <laughs> he didn't. He had some. He hired someone to put a bunch of candles in here. That's, that's what he did. <laughs> no, he built it. He, he built, built it. it. If you build it, she will come. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't really. What was that, I don't, I don't understand. Re- I like that. I like that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> My little. Uh, he short circuited me. So, <laughs> so uh, they hear Chuck and Raina talking, so they hide. And uh, Chuck and Raina come in. Chuck is trying to apologize, but Raina's pissed. She's she's yelling at Chuck for going behind Lily's back. Uh, you must have loved Raina being such a Lily defender. Oh, I love it. Any anyone that is near Lily, I enjoy because it, it means that Lily's on the screen. <laughs> so, Raina asks Chuck if this is what he does, and Chuck explains. Listen, you put family above all else. I can't do that. My father was never there for me. My mother abandoned, then betrayed me. My uncle is my worst enemy. Which, all of a sudden, Chuck has changed his tune. Chuck, Chuck's whole life recently has been dedicated to saving his father's legacy, and now he's like, I hate my father. Yeah, he, he loves to flip-flop back and forth whenever he Which, gets a chance. I can't blame him for hating his family. He has a good point. Like, sometimes right. your family really sucks, but... But there are people is, here he, that are fighting for you. He's changing his tune, yeah. And so, he tells Raina that her father isn't as perfect as she thinks, and he's actually the reason Chuck went against Lily. He pitted him against her, and Raina's like, okay, so you're trying to pit me against him now and destroy my relationship with my father? And fair point. she tells Chuck that nothing's sacred to him, and Chuck tells her that she's sacred to him. But she tells him that as soon as she does something he doesn't like, he'll turn on her. And Blair is hearing how sacred Raina is to Chuck, and she does not like it. So Raina tells Chuck that she's seen all she needs to see, and uh, I guess she's done with Chuck. Are, are you upset that her new favorite couple is over? No, I mean, Chuck deserves this. I, I, I wouldn't be super trusting of him if I were Raina either. I can see maybe a world uh, where they, at some point they get back together. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I, there, there's we'll passion there. Um, but uh, Chuck fucked up, and he deserves to get put in the ground by both Thorps. Yeah, I mean, Dom, I'm sure is a big Chuck Raina shipper. Uh, uh, Traina or a, a Ruck, a Ruck shipper. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you were very upset by this devastated but the next time you have me in here in two seasons time i'm, I'm sure things will have moved on well, there'll be a new couple to uh, to get my stand on for <laughs> yeah so hopefully i i really hope so and so i dan's like playing along still with, with uh where like that because he knows that blair is like still convincing herself that this is all like chuck's just doing this as a game so he's like wow chuck's really good <laughs> yeah. it's like bad timing <laughs> but very funny like good friend, good friend. But even Blair's like, shut up, shut, shut up. <laughs> there, yeah, great. Way to rub it in. <laughs> and so, uh, Dan can see that Blair is hurting, and so he sits down next to her and he grabs her hand. And again, glad the friendship is back, even if Blair uh, pulls away and doesn't want to admit that there's a friendship. But mm-hmm. Dan was uh, trying to comfort Blair. She, she left it there for a couple seconds, for being like, "Ew, a Humphrey hand." Mm-hmm. What do you think a Humphrey hand is like? It's a little, uh, it's full, full of cumin. <laughs> full of cumin yeah that's what a rufus humphrey hand is like <laughs> like for sure i imagine them being very uh very clammy very cl- yeah sound off in the comments what you think a humphrey hand is like i think very uh i think calloused maybe calloused okay yeah yeah and so 
Lyra comes into Serena's room. She has a heart-shaped box of chocolates for, for her love. And Serena is not in the mood for Blair's love. She says it's been a long night and she's tired. But Blair sits in the bed. She tells Serena she's right and that Chuck and Raina were real. And she knows that chocolates from Dwayne Reed won't make it any better, but she apologized. And Serena actually admits she's wrong as well in going to Raina before Blair. Wow, what, uh, she what tells Blair, I know, I know. I love her Very now. impressive. Yep. And apparently uh, Donna has told Blair that Serena's profile is going to be amazing. So Blair's job is fine. And Serena not thrilled that Blair's getting an A-plus at Ben's expense. But again, who gives a fuck about stupid cater waiter Ben? Don't worry, Serena, because Blair got the interviewer to redact the Ben part of the article by mentioning some Facebook photos, apparently. And it, that seems like the only interesting part of the entire interview, and they're getting rid of it. So we'll see how what it is this? Out. What is this profile even going to be? Just like Serena, Serena dryly, dryly, dryly saying her favorite shoes. <laughs> like, this much. sounds like it sucks. How, are they, how What amazingness did they get, get yeah, out of this? Entertainment was just different back in 2011. We didn't have much back then. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Serena gets a a, uh, a text message from Ben asking her to meet him at the Old Town Bar. And she, of course, wants to go meet him and ask Blair if she's okay to be alone. And Blair tells her, not yet, but she needs to start learning to be. Uh, Serena should have stayed with her, but a nice moment of growth for Blair nonetheless. Yes, very, very, very nice. I, I also couldn't tell if this was like the morning after or night of until like Serena goes to the bar and they say it's still Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I so I love that Blair gets home and immediately just gets into pajamas. It's, good, it's a good move. <laughs> yeah. That is that's a great move. That's that is the move. Yeah. She tells Serena to go have fun with her parolee, and Serena <laughs> abandons Blair. Um, Blair gets a text. Serena says maybe it's from a secret Valentine, but it is from Dan Brendan. So yes, this relationship you've been shipping is it materializing into something that seems to be a, a little bit of a hint? There seems to be trying to move on from Chuck now, and someone who's been helping her move on from Chuck. Could be him. Uh, Dom, Dom, if you had to pick Blair and Chuck or Blair and Dan. Hmm. I'm trying to think which has a better portmanteau. I mean, Buck or Bluck is pretty good. <laughs> the, yeah, the, ship, the ship names in this show are really not the best. No, they, they really aren't, are they? Uh, Dare. I, bland. I, I, I have, frankly, I have not been impressed with what I've seen of Chuck so far. So if I was a, a Blair Stan, just for her sake, I, I guess I'd go with Dan. Although... Having a, lo- a first name as a last name is pretty sus, and especially when that name is Humphrey. So, really, some some <laughs> difficult tr- choices there. Yeah, I, I think that does, I love hum- nothing. Hum- oh, go on, go on. His name should be Humphrey Daniels. Well, well, for most of the episode, I thought his first name was Humphrey, so he could have been Humphrey Humphrey, which is incredibly <laughs> sus. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just love nothing He's- more than a, a enemy to friends. And now, like, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten on a TV show a. Uh, enemy to friends to lovers i i'm just loving this trajectory so so much and i uh i can't wait to see it to come for to fruition if it, if it does for real i don't because they they really been usually this show doesn't take their time when they're introducing a, a new relationship it just like kind of happens within the same episode right. so right. this slow burn to me means maybe they actually won't get them together which i'm fine with too if, if they just end up being close friends but i'd be very happy with the relationship enemies to lover is an age-old trope, and you'd see a lot more of it if you took my TV recommendations. Yeah, I don't, I, I, what's like a famous one that I, that I should have seen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Should we? What show should we spoil for people? You're really because like I, I, you know, my, the one the first one that comes to mind is not like a, enemies to lovers. It's just enemies to friends being um, Avatar: Last Airbender. Being of course, Zuko and Aang. Maybe, unless unless of like course. the new series coming out next year, they become lovers. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> 
for some reason, my first answer that jumped to mind was call me by your name, which A, is not a TV show, and B, is <laughs> a tenuous interpretation of the plot of that movie. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the, the best person to I haven't seen it, but are they, are they enemies? Well, they do get off to a great start, but okay. it, it all turns around by the end, not to, not to give too much away. <laughs> and does Army Hammer eat Timothy Chalamet? At the end of the movie. (laughs) I love you so much, I just have to cook you right up. I mean, former former Gossip Girl star, Army Hammer, it all comes back. Blair calls Dan. She asks Dan why he's rewriting his article and that she already submitted it yesterday. So she gave his article to a junior editor at Vanity Fair. And Dan is confused. He asks if she submitted it without reading. But of course she read it because she has a reputation to uphold. So she put Dan through the ringer even though she had read it. And she tells Dan it was good. Dan Dan can't believe his ears. This is, this is a cute scene. She is absolutely flirting so hard. It's I, I really love for, this. For I Blair mean, too, because like, she's such a, a cold person. And her being like nice to somebody, it's like this is insane, right? I mean, this is like the part of the episode where we'd normally be getting our intense and passionate Blair and Chuck scene, but instead we're getting a cute Blair and Dan scene, and it's one of the highlights of the episode. Yeah, because although that is true that all the Blair and Chuck stuff is like horny and passionate, uh, yeah. where this is just like a sweet, a sweet moment. Yeah, it's like it's like rom com. Yeah. So we are. Uh, yeah. So Blair tells Dan that the article was sharp and well-observed, and when it comes to seeing an ex with a new love, you have some insight. Which, of course, the stupid article is about stupid Serena. Like, can he write about literally anything else? <laughs> anything. I'm begging you. Anything else. Yeah, so what was so good about this one? What made it different? I guess nothing. It was sharp and well-observed. <laughs> He's embarrassing. That's all you need. So that's you know, that's how you know Bla- that Blair must like him if he wrote about the same bullshit <laughs> and she liked it. Yeah. So Dan, I mean, she was just able to relate to it because she's also going through the same thing. Yeah. So Dan asks Blair how she's doing with everything, and she says she's seeking refuge with the perfect anti-Valentine's Day movie, Rosemary's Baby. And Dan asks what part she's at and says that he'll watch it too, which is such a friendship move. Mm-hmm. Has it right by his bedside. Yep. So okay. uh, he tells he tells Blair that he's memorized all of Ruth Gordon's dialogue, and Blair actually laughs, and she has like a real smile on her face when she tells him that it just started. Yeah. This, this is this made me shed a tear. I think like so watching charming. a movie together on the phone at the same time is more flirtatious than going to a movie together. Yeah, I think so. I feel more like work. you like, yeah, it, it, that's, it feels like something you only do to someone that you're like very close with. Yes. I mean, very charming, very sweet. These two have such a beautiful, pure friendship. Uh, maybe something more in the future, but for now, definitely just a friendship. Yeah, I mean, the two of them, watching them become friends makes more sense than any other friendship on the show honestly like even like when we see her and nate together to start the show I'm like i don't see any connection between you two at all but we're supposed to just believe that you guys are best friends uh even serena and blair just like it's it's they're very close friends but the two of them individually don't really make sense as a duo they're just like both girls and they're both rich but blair and dan have like they have a lot of similar interests yeah um have you guys ever, ever done this move, watching the movie at the same time as someone and, and like talking to them on the phone about it? I don't think I have. I, I haven't, but when I know it was a big thing, you know, during COVID, of course, for yeah. obvious reasons, and a lot of people, a lot of couples, like do it when they're apart or if they're long distance or whatever. And I, I always really liked the idea. It felt very, even if it's not explicitly romantic, just the idea itself feels quite romantic. Yeah, me. I agree. Yeah. I've definitely. I, You've done it with High School Musical, right? Part. What? You've done it with High School Musical with. Uh... Chappelle and Ligori, I think. Oh yeah, we did. We uh, we were on the same uh, 
We did the the Disney Plus like watch along thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we watched we watched High School Musical and, and chatted about it. Uh, should have recorded some commentary for that. That probably would have been a would have been that'd a be hit. Good. I can't believe you remembered that and I and I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought that you were gonna bring up and then you didn't. I was like, I guess. No, I'll I was say gonna it. say a big move. Yeah, I used to if I was just like texting someone and they were watching something, I'd be like, oh, I'll throw it on too and like text them about it, but uh-huh. not 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 I'll really the full phone. phone call. I mean, me me and Lita famously uh, we've had a a video call together while we were. Uh, Oh, we were watching the the famous Adam Brody movie, uh, Growing Up Brady, where he, pl- he played uh, the actor who plays Greg Brady. It was a really bad. It was a, <laughs> it was a really bad movie, <laughs> but she does love Adam Brody. And in, in that movie, uh, Adam Brody was twenty when that movie filmed, mm-hmm. and his love interest was fourteen year old Kaylee Cuoco. Ooh, so that wow. was. Just, I just, just, just another guy trying to sleep with the students. You, you can't get away from it. <laughs> Can't blame him. Oh, we also, me, Lita, and and Kirsten, also uh, friends of the pod, also watched uh, the other movie that I remember, the uh, the promising young woman when that when that. Came oh, out. okay. Uh, yeah, we did that. So you only do it for um, Adam Brody movies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. There's an Adam Brody movie out there. Lita is gonna want to watch it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Chuck, Nate, and the captain are uh, hanging out drinking in the pool room, of course, where where these meetings happen. And Nate just, like, hangs out with his dad now, still never leaves the pool table. <laughs> this is just what they do. <laughs> and captain says he needs to find something between manual labor and high finance now since he ruined his chance with Thorpe. And Chuck wishes he had a company to put Howard in. And Howie realized that... Good news, good thing, is hiring. <laughs> How he realized that the one good thing he realized tonight is that he still got game. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, I hooked up with that <laughs> chick that Nate was talking to. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Hey, what game does he have? He went and got fired. <laughs> he says as soon as he got fired, he had to give Thorpe his key. Oh, right, right. So I gave him one to the gym at the Empire. <laughs> I guess Thorpe just like didn't realize. <laughs> Seems like a big oversight. <laughs> like the key just says like Empire Gymnasium on it. And Thorpe's <laughs> just like, okay, thanks. <laughs> So, I love that the captain is bragging, like, the good thing about me is I can still do some slimy shit, but this time I'm doing it for us, boys. The captain gives Chuck the key card to Thorpe's office and the passwords to all the stuff that Chuck will need, and he tells Chuck they change the passwords weekly on Thursdays, so that gives him a good 48 hours. Which means that this party was like taking place on like a Monday or a Tuesday, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, so. So, <laughs> also, he, he just poured um, himself a drink and uh, to, to tell them this, and then as soon as he gives them the car key and <laughs> explains what to do next, he leaves. All right, I'm out of here. He pours himself a huge <laughs> glass of whiskey, takes one sip, and heads on his way. <laughs> Did not even notice that, but that is insane. <laughs> and also, since Thorpe just fired someone with all the passwords, he should probably change them immediately. They, he might have. Like, those car keys might not even yeah. be valid anymore. Yeah, if he leaves the passwords the same, like, this is completely on Thorpe. Yeah. And I'm going to have to revoke his evil genius card. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, Howard wishes Chuck luck, and Nate is so proud of his dad, he gives him a hug and a way to go. What What is Chuck going to do with these passwords and this information? I'm not fully sure. I, I, I guess just, like, ha- I don't think they know yet, but I guess they know that there is some debauchery to be to be had with, with these passwords. Debauchery! <laughs> so... so. They'll figure it out. Nate will not help. <laughs> no, of course not. And unless they can do it from the comfort of the pool table. Nate's like, oh, sick. We have access to the gym now. <laughs> do you think they have billiards there? <laughs> <laughs> he just loves going to places with pool, even though he has one at his disposal whenever he wants. <laughs> loves to try out all the different pool tables. 
One time uh, we, were, we, were out, we were visiting Corey in Cortland, and there's a bar that they go to that has, like, pool tables in it, and someone hit a crazy shot. And Mike, who had not – he was so drunk, like, so drunk that while we were doing, like, the 10-beer challenge that the bar has, he got cut off after eight beers, oh, and boy. they started giving him water. Like, that's how drunk he was. <laughs> Didn't know. He hadn't talked in, like, 35 minutes, <laughs> and then someone sinks a crazy pool shot, and he just wakes up from his stupor and goes – Illyrids is crazy. So, <laughs> Great want, input. <laughs> I think we should make a shirt with Nate on it that just says billiards is crazy. I was just at a billiards hall this past weekend. I, uh, How was I, that? It was Chase good. Crawford there? Chase Crawford was there. He was <laughs> talking about how crazy billiards is. Uh, he also was amazed that you could have so many different pool tables in the same room. That's what he was most excited about. <laughs> but I, I, I went to the bathroom. Um, I was sitting down. Won't, won't, okay. won't, won't say why. Go Love on. That. Love that for <laughs> <Go> you. <on. laughs> and then I, I finished up and I uh, pulled up my pants and my entire right side of my shorts were wet and it was gross. And uh, I told everyone that I was playing pool with and they laughed at me. Wet because you had like eaten them? I it, Well, I I know I'm pretty sure it wasn't mine, which I think is the grosser part. <laughs> Thank you for being so candid yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that new so, new segment of the show is your most recent billiards hall experience. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that, that we include like right before the end of the episode recap. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Serena meets Ben, and Ben seems happy to see her. He weirdly smiles at her and thanks her for coming. And he says he should have owned that he was a waiter, and Serena says she shouldn't have put words in his mouth. So uh, Serena will admit she's wrong to Ben about this stupid thing, but not to anything else, but whatever. And... Ben says it's still Valentine's Day for 10 more minutes, so let's spend it together. And they're trying to be cute together, but it's disgusting. They're they're nowhere near as cute as Dan and Blair are, and Dan and no. Blair weren't even trying. No, no, no. And, and then they're not even like the – I feel like the couple that they're pushing onto us. Like that, uh, Dan and Blair right. in the writer's eyes are happening in the background, and they're just like, oh, be, people might like this. Who cares? But like, what people really want to see is Serena and the ex-con. I'm like, no, right, you're so ben, wrong. Maybe. It's so stupid. This is also well, probably kisses- like the grossest place we've ever seen Serena enter. <laughs> the old town bar it's like, but it's a n- normal bar but it was just weird to see her in a setting that's not super fancy like just a normal bar right. like dive place is so strange to see it's the only place Serena. i can afford to, to to even show my face yeah, dan only <laughs> lent me ten dollars so <laughs> this is all we got ben uh kisses his former student who is 10 years his junior <laughs> and we're supposed to feel good about this i guess feels great feel good ending feels right um well how about something we might actually feel good about? Blair and Dan are watching the movie at the same time, and they're laughing and smiling. It's just bless them. Bless them. So, so charming. So sweet. And I'm in love with them. Of charming and, speaking of charming and sweet, Eric is uh, talking to this random girl and complaining about all the hugs from strangers he got on Valentine's Day. We saw nothing of this story. We saw Eric mention it at the beginning, and then we see the, the aftermath of it. And the girl... His oldest friend, this random girl that we've never seen, uh, tells Eric that a guy came by earlier asking for him. Cute guy, brown hair. Uh, you said you'd know who he was. He's waiting around the corner. And Eric says he's going to go. And the girl is very supportive and excited for him. I, again, don't know who this is, but uh, good for her. Yeah. I, I, guess we, I guess it's not super important. We just need some, someone to uh, help Eric get trapped here. I feel like Eric could have just been walking. <laughs> Yeah, he, <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> just walk down the street. We don't that need him to too. have an excuse for Eric walking. <laughs> <laughs> don't need a nameless um, person to tell him where to go. 
So Eric goes around the corner expecting to find Jonathan, the only cute guy with brown hair in the city, also famously the first ever gay person. Mm-hmm. It's not Jonathan at all. It's our old friend Damien who asks, miss me? And he confronts Eric about Dan and Nate ratting him out to his father. Uh, now he's under a microscope, which is a big, big problem. And he tells Eric that it's also a problem for him. Remember all the stuff that you told me about your mom and Ben? Well, perjury is a felony. And, well, Lily could be spending a lot of time in jail if, I, if say, I were to hell everybody. Uh, how do you feel about Dirtbag Damien threatening to put Lily in jail? I mean, it's an inter- interesting wrinkle. Uh, he's definitely a scary dude, and it seems like he's becoming more and more unhinged. So that could be interesting. Yep. So uh, Eric is left speechless, and Damien tells him, here's what we're going to do, and just, like, grabs Eric and takes him with him. And so, like I said, Damien is still with us. He's not going anywhere yet. And that is our episode. What's going to happen wow. now? What is what is Damien's plan? Is Lily going to jail? Uh, there's no way. Money money trumps all anyway. Even if it's like this was brought into the public limelight, Lily will uh, she'll figure it out. She's a genius. Uh, I think Damien's going to die, though. At some point, what you think? Wow, Damien's gonna die. He's, he's gonna die. I mean, we haven't, we yeah. haven't had. Have we had a death since no. Rufus famously uh, killed? I know. Bart? I think well, Rufus hasn't had enough to do on this show, so I think he needs to, to make his second kill. Finally, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you still see fingers in his wheels. It's time for the return of the cereal <laughs> chillier. <laughs> stretch <What's> there. <laughs> Ew! Just. A- <laughs> Picturing what that looks like, he just covered in chili and I has feel like, like a little. Lily could probably, <laughs> Lily could probably figure out a way to pin this on Rufus and like send him to jail instead without him even realizing it. <laughs> He'd still be waiting for a date. What I committed perjury? Yeah, he's standing in the jail cell with his tray and his flowers. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Chuck and the Thorps, Blair and Dan, Serena and Ben. Any uh, predictions about them? Serena and Ben are going to last for. A long, long, annoying amount of time. Uh, think the rest of the season? You think the rest of the series? <laughs> Hopefully not the rest of the series. I say the rest of the season. Uh, I, I, it's just one of those times. One of those times of the show where they, they think this is super interesting and they found the perfect character, new character to guest and uh, really bump up those rankings, those ratings. <laughs> we, we, we got six seasons to fill here, okay? We've got to have some, <laughs> some churn, some turnover at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it just always happens to Serena. I don't know why she gets all the shittiest guest stars. Literally, Tom, uh, do you have any predictions? Uh, well, I, I did accidentally spoil myself on who Gossip Girl is on the uh, Gossip Girl fandom wiki. Uh, right, so, no, no predicting who Gossip Girl is then. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing beyond that. Uh, her my right, girl, great. Mrs. Carl, comes back for a guest appearance maybe <laughs> in the finale. Just uh, get the whole band back together. But uh, Ooh, other than yeah. that, no, I'm, I'm good. Did they, did they end up having like the season finale, or series finale is like a Seinfeld type finale where all the old characters come in and testify against? So I, I will say, and I don't think this is spoiling too much, but they kind of do have a thing where when Gossip Girl is revealed, they show a bunch of like characters throughout the seasons and them reacting to the news of who Gossip Girl is. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of right. Yeah, so it's more of the uh, season four finale of Seinfeld where they show a bunch of people watching the episode of the show that Jerry and George uh, okay. make and their, like, reactions to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, for, for but it was really Gossip Girl to Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so that is the episode. Let's get into our segments. Of course, our former favorite segment, user review of the week. Comedy Fan is still going strong as the only person reviewing episodes, and so Comedy Fan, we will read your review as long as, long as you're here. <laughs> it's, uh, we should just rename this segment Comedy Fan... <laughs> Comedy fan uh, has this to say about the episode. It really rolls off the tongue. Um, 
gives the episode an 8 out of 10 and says, I really liked all the business issues in the episode. Comedy fan notably always wrong. I, re- <laughs> I really liked all the business issues in this episode. It was some big puzzle with a lot of stabbing and people leading each other on. Chuck sure made a mistake to fire Lily. I loved watching them together, and she was absolutely right. It was ending badly, but luckily Nate's father used his skills. I really love Dan and Blair's friends. So good to each other, even though Blair loved to torture him a little as well. Right, thank you, comedy fan. Thank good you. Good opinion on Dan and Blair being friends, yeah. <laughs> At least that. Um, <laughs> next week, the episode is another great title. The episode is titled, While You Weren't Sleeping. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? I, <laughs> of course not. It never <laughs> makes any sense. <laughs> the little preview says, Serena must choose between her family and Ben. Oh, I wonder what who she'll choose. <laughs> uh, it's obviously her family. She loves her family. <laughs> I mean, if Raina has anything to say about it, Serena will choose her family. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't think Raina will have much to say. <laughs> Probably um, not. Let's do the episode grades. Uh, Brendan, you went first last week. I will go first this week. Uh, it's a clear step up from last week, which I famously gave my first F last week. Uh, it's a fine episode. There's there's plenty of classic Gossip Girl scheming between Chuck and Russell and Lily and Howie. Uh, it's, it's fine stuff, but it's something we haven't really seen before. Also, Nate and Rufus are both in this episode purely just stand around. And then there's some more scheming with, with Blair and Serena and Ben. But, of course, Serena and Ben drag this back down. Uh, the Eric plotline is pointless until the end when we get the Damien cliffhanger, which is a fairly average cliffhanger as well. So uh, the, the episode is pretty average, except, of course, for the Blair and Dan stuff. And I, I was so happy to see the Dan, Blair and Dan friendship again after taking last week off from that. And I enjoyed it so much that I think it takes the episode from an average C all the way up to a B- minus for wow. me. So I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Uh, Brendan, what do you give the episode? Yeah, I more or less agree. I'd say it's maybe even below average, and the Dan okay. and Blair stuff uh, bring, bumps it up for me. Uh, so I'll, I'll go as far as C+. Uh, otherwise, right. I would say maybe it would be a C- without the two of them, but I enjoy the two of them so much. If this was happening in like uh, early season three or mid-season three, I think that's like a good stretch there in, uh, mm-hmm. around there. But if this was happening on top of all the other good stuff, this could make for some like classic television. This is, I'm, I'm very glad that there's something to salvage the other boring bullshit. Cause at this point it's not like a bad show yet. It's just like you said, like recycled material, more of the same. Yeah. It's just meh. Yeah. So, all right. So you're giving it a C plus. C+. Um, what is your episode grade? Well, I, I don't share your, your burning hatred for all things Serena. Uh, so I, that, that wasn't <laughs> coloring the episode for me. And I also some don't bl- some blonde on blonde support. <laughs> right. I, I also don't have four seasons worth of potentially better episodes to uh, to compare it to and hold it to those high standards. So I, I liked it. I'll give it a. I'll, I'll, I'll go for a B minus two. All right. So we're all ballpark buds here around the around the same area for our grades. A couple of B minuses and a C plus. Let's do the MVP and. I'm between two choices. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Thorpe really just dominates this episode again yeah. and completely owns Chuck. He gets a little fired. He's going to dismantle Chuck's company. He ruined Chuck's relationship with his daughter. He also uh, fools Howie. But uh, Blair did some great scheming as well, and she was really the only truly great parts of this episode. Like, I actually enjoyed watching her, as always, while everyone else was just there. And her scheme is a success with Ben. She's able to stay friends with Serena afterwards anyway. And uh, she also does Dan a favor and then gets to have a great Valentine's Day watching a movie with her bestie. So even just thinking about it makes me smile. So I'm going to give the MVP to Blair after, uh, after saying both options and realizing which one made me happier. <laughs> so Ru- Russell probably really deserves it, but I'm going to give it to Blair anyway. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, who's your MVP? Yeah, I was running through the same issue too. Like I, I said during this recap that I didn't enjoy Big Thorpe, but he was really more so the winner of the episode. But sometimes it comes down to who you enjoy watching more on screen. And Blair did have some losing moments with watching Chuck. 
uh, confess his his almost love right. for Raina, and that was that was tough on her. But she had someone by her side to help her through it, and is to me growing as a person and opening up her heart to the possibility of, of friendships with old enemies, and you know, and, and amazing, amazing. I mentioned this off bod, but her outfits in this episode are incredible. She rocks that mm-hmm, gold jacket mm-hmm. like nobody else, and uh, is becoming overall more attractive than Serena just because she's so fun to watch. So uh, <laughs> thank you for throwing that in. Yeah, just had, had, had to throw that in. And so uh, MVP for Blair. Brandon, you've now given Blair an MVP in four of the last five episodes. She's the only part I like about the show anymore. <laughs> she's the only good That's part it. of the show. <laughs> Dom, who is your MVP of the episode? Uh, I, I got to give it to Big Thorpe, honestly. He really, I, yeah, I, I he, mean, I, he's not going to be on top for long. You know, that pride always comes before a fall. But this episode, he really just played a blinder on Chuck. Not hard to do, maybe. Chuck a little bit of a himbo, as we've established. But uh, <laughs> from what I saw of Big Thorpe, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm glad that Big Thorpe yeah. is getting his flowers from someone. He, Like I said, he did deserve an MVP there. So he will get one uh, for this episode. LVP, uh, for me, tradition of giving every LVP to Serena or Ben continues. And this week it's <laughs> Serena's turn. So she meddles in Blair's job for no reason because she thinks she's helping Blair somehow. But, like, nobody asks you to help Serena. Then she turns down spending Valentine's Day with Blair to spend it with Ben. And she's still with this creepy loser Ben and kissing him in public. Like, she's a dumbass and an LVP. So, uh, Serena, yeah. it's your turn this week. I'm sure Ben will get one next week. <laughs> <Just keep laughs> we'll just continue this to the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, who's your LVP? I mean, it's, it's Chuck for me. All, all you have to really do is listen to Big Thorpe's monologue to Chuck at the end. And he explains <laughs> for you why <laughs> Chuck is the LVP in this episode. He, uh, he lost everything. And it was, he was trying to gain too much. He took too, too much risk. And threw everyone he loves under the bus to get what he wanted, and he didn't even get that. So, Chuck, you lose. LVP. All right. Dom, are you going with uh, Serena, Chuck, or another third option? It's got to be Chuck, right? Terrible episode for Chuck. Uh, Probably eliminated from uh, Edric contention now, uh, I would say. (laughs) And I I don't see him recovering from this. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, definitely going to be tough to recover from this one for Chuck. Uh, So... I'm, gl- I'm glad I at least got Serena and LVP, and LVP for this yeah. one. Uh, that's going to do it for our segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And for this one, the only uh, three-person scene I could find was Blair, Serena, and the W interviewer, where Serena is getting interviewed and Blair is going to interrupt. So, um who wants to uh who wants to be who? Dom, you're our guest. Who who would you like to play? Hmm. I mean I, I don't want to take the, the pleasure of being uh Hmm. Take the pleasure, whatever that would be. <laughs> please, please, you're our guest. Take the pleasure. <laughs> take the pleasure. Okay, I'll I'll be uh, assign me a character. I I have trouble making my mind here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what his real pleasure is. All right, that's for us to tell him what to do. Is someone else making the decision for you. <laughs> Actually, you, you know what? I'll be Blair. What, what the hell? Let's do All it. All right. So Dom is going to be Blair. So I'll I'll be the uh, I'll be the interviewer then, and you can be your girl uh, Serena. Brennan. All right. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. And does everyone have their script in front of them? I'm ready to roll. Let's go. All right. So, uh, as we can see, I am I am interviewing uh, mm. Serena. Serena. Any resort plans this season? Are you still talking to me? Uh, uh, Mystique, maybe? I haven't really thought about it. Uh, okay, this is not going well. Uh, sh- shoe of the moment? Uh, new brand Lou Lubut- <laughs> Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think I mean Louis Vuitton, Bianca. Are, are we almost done? Um, I'm. I'm. My name's not Bianca. <laughs> <My name's>... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bianca. Uh, what? Who is Bianca? The interviewer. <laughs> Finally, the identity of W interview is unmasked. Yeah, we've been waiting four seasons for this. Uh, yeah, well, go ahead, wait. Blair. Blair, whenever you're prompt, done prompting Donna. You <laughs> Take your time prompting. <laughs> Donna's just giving me nothing over here. Uh, have you asked who a Valentine is? We were instructed to ask everyone. Uh, I'm not going to answer that. I like to keep my private life private. But you do have a special someone, Ben Donovan. He's standing at the bar right now. Or, or make that behind it. Come on, don't be embarrassed, S. It's okay to date below your line. Madonna and Julia Roberts paved the way for girls like you. Ben's here, but he's supposed to be taking a, a student to Connecticut. <laughs> wow, what a scene. A great job, as always, by everyone. Um, we did it. We really did. And so that that's our episode. That That's all we have time for, except, of course, for some plugs. But before that... Um, thank you again for coming yes, in here for you. becoming the eleventh member of the Two Timers wow. Club. Uh, we, we couldn't couldn't have asked a better person to to have that honor bestowed upon them. Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? I, I really don't. Just wanted to thank you guys for having me back in here. Uh, based on the current rhythm of having me on, it seems like my third episode is scheduled for after the show officially ends. So not sure how that's <laughs> going to work out, but. Yeah, but but if this is if this is my my final curtain, it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you Listen, on whatever the next spin-off show is. This week, for the first time ever, we scheduled Haley Strong's next episode live on Pod. So if you <laughs> if you want to claim another episode live on Pod, feel feel free before you sign off. I, I mean, if you're going to have follow ups on uh, Ultimatum Queer Love, I'll, you know, book me for one of those. Okay, I'll, okay uh, great. Come right. on anytime. All right, I'm just coming on for episode two of Ultimatum Queer Love whenever <laughs> whenever that may be. Coming um, soon. Brendan, what are you plugging? I will plug, of course, our sister show, The Sandy Boys, over on patreon.com slash thehappyboyspod. Throw us three bucks and you get a whole nother show. It's What an incredible value. Um, also, I have just finally started linking uh, the Hoppy Boys and Lonely Boys, mostly Lonely Boys, t-shirt shop. Uh, I don't know the link off the top of my head, but if you are listening to the show, you can just go into the app and scroll down in the show notes and you will see a link where you can click with your tiny little fingers and you can go search for all those Rufus t-shirts we had been talking about during this episode. They're all there. They're all a lot of fun. I still need to make that uh, the Williamsburg Weasels uh, baseball t-shirt. That, <laughs> I, that, I think that. that'll sell like like hotcakes or like like waffles or chili. So, waffles, yeah. So check all that stuff out and you can listen to the Hoppy Boys where me and Brian just had a favorite Lonely Boys guest on here. Uh, Nicole Fariella joined us to talk about oh, yeah. the spaghetti, which is a Miller High Life cocktail. It's Miller High Life Aperol and, uh, and some lemon. If you haven't had one of those, it's a great sidewalk slammer, as they call them. So check out that stuff. All right, fantastic. Uh, as for me, I think I will... Uh, I do have something to plug. I, I mean, if you haven't checked out my my appearance on Bitter Jurors talking about uh, season four, episode four of Legend of Korra, or I believe, as they say, uh, book four, chapter four, maybe. I hate when shows do that. You're not a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, You're a fucking, fucking TV book. show. <laughs> call them seasons. I'll call them seasons <laughs> and episodes. Um, but yeah, I, I recap that one. And I 
believe by the time this is out, the, my episode on uh, Bister, Bister, Bitter Jurors' uh, uh, sister show, uh, Stanima, Stanima, which is under the Bitter Jurors umbrella, uh, me and Lita talked about, uh, I think, episode five of, of Survivor Season Panama with the great host Christine talking about the episode for Cod's sake. Uh, so I haven't seen that episode in a while, but I, I'm sure it was great, and we talked about it, and there was a bunch of uh, Kasaya hijinks that we, that we all laughed about, so... Check out check out both of those podcasts uh, on the Bitter Jurors feed. Um, I now speak now. Taylor's version's been out for a week, so you're gonna uh, wanna very exciting. You're gonna want you're gonna wanna watch that. Uh, After Party season two has premiered by now. Oh, uh, okay. So that's exciting. Watch that. And I forgot then, about that. And Brendan, the Bear. What what a show. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I talked to you yesterday, and I still hadn't watched it, so I don't know when you thought I had time <laughs> between now and then <laughs> to, to watch more. Um, are, you, are, you, are you a bearhead at all? Uh, I can't say I am, although I'm, I'm willing to become one. Um, I, I've heard so much hype that at some point it's going to vote its way uh, to the front of the queue. Yeah, I just watched uh, Season 2, Episode 7 a couple days ago now, and... And that was a good one. I, and then uh, I watched it. Okay. No, no, hold up here. So I, this is, I, I feel like I hear this a lot of like one particular episode of a show is phenomenal. Uh-huh. And like you, yeah. but like, do I, do I have to sit through uh, a full season and then <laughs> six episodes of a second season to get here? Or can I just go in blind and, and figure it out? I mean, I, I guess, I guess you, I mean, the, the growth arc isn't going to hit as, as hard. I don't think if you, if you don't watch previous episodes, but I think you could appreciate the episode for what it is. Just, just watching that one. But then there is episode six also. That's a pretty good standalone episode that people have been raving about. If you want to, you want to watch the craziness of that one, but just watch it all. It's a great show. Yeah. You're like, I mean, if you, if you've heard good things about episode six and episode seven, episode eight is really going to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't even gotten to episode nine and ten yet, so we'll see. We'll see how good those are. I don't know when I'm going to have time to watch them, but I, I've been really, really enjoying my time watching the bear. So that's my official recommendation for. I mean, I'm just a little upset. I, I take one of your recommendations and you don't even praise me. Like I, I, I got through shrinking in like two days, and I, you, you don't even care, and you're just oh, making so, me on to the next thing. Yeah, I feel like you, you. I mean, you, you did, you did, you did mention that. When did you, when did you watch shrinking? Uh, last last weekend, I. I Crushed all tennis. Yeah, and wh- and when did you mention it to me? Just like offhandedly yesterday. Yeah, and I thought you'd bring it yeah, up on the so podcast I mean, today, or at least in the podcast. Usually, you're like, "Have you watched the rest of this show, or have you started the show?" Right. And of course, once so I do watched, one of them, you don't prompt me anymore. You watched Shrink, and I think we could stretch this out though for two <laughs> yeah. hours if we really try. Uh, you you watched Shrinking, and did you love it? Of course, I loved it. And then fantastic! I, I just so, wanted to say I'm that. So proud of you. No, thank you. Thank you for taking a recommendation of mine and watching it. I, I I wish you would do that with every single show that I that I mentioned, but I know that you, you don't have all the time in the world. But yeah, Shrinking was great, right? It was it was it's amazing with these Apple TV shows. I think Ali um, Ali Marchino tweeted something of this nature of like how all for whatever reason all of the Apple TV shows are just so light and they know how to make every single character on all the Apple TV shows likable in a weird way. And it feels like we're watching mm-hmm. the opposite of Gossip Girl, <laughs> watching a show where <laughs> you like every single person. It's really yeah, weird. No, I, I agree. Every Apple TV show I've I've watched, I've been I've been a fan of. So, uh, all right, everyone watch Shrinking. Now it's Brendan Ruppel approved. So there you go. Very good job watching. I, I'm very happy thank that you, you did. Thank you. You did watch it. Um, besides all that, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you all can come back next week. We'll be breaking down season four, episode 16, while you weren't sleeping with another great guest. Until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love me, boys. boys. Bye-bye.
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.